your show. You go, and I'll follow. Yep. All right. I assume so, unless you were making loud noises the whole time I was gone. What? (laughs) The timing of an unexploded bomb. Boom. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And this is Sneaky Dragon, episode 430. Wow. Yeah, we're just going to, it's going to keep going higher. Still, let's take, take a, let's take a moment. Yeah. Let's take five minutes of silence to think about that number. It's a huge number All right. of shows. Oh, damn. They, we truncated the silence. <laughs> we truncated so it. cuts it, was, it out. We did sit so we for five minutes. we just sat here quietly staring at each other for nothing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was silly. Here's, uh, a, weird, here's a weird thought oh, I had today, okay. Dave. Okay. Imagine uh, you got pets, right? Yeah. Okay. You got I chickens? Have, yep. I've you got, got a cat? <laughs> yep. How many dogs you got? Two dogs. Two dogs. Yep. All right. I want you to think of like any one of your pets right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. You're thinking of that, that animal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Once you were the size of that animal. That's true. Yeah. Once upon a time, you were. Yeah. Any of your pets, unless, of course, you have a pet uh, that is bigger than a human. If you have a horse, if you were thinking of a horse that you have, yeah. that would be incorrect, probably. <laughs> it was never that size. You were never the size of a horse. No. But never. imagine if not you even were our, the size of a horse. Not even a pony. Picture yourself as the size of that horse. Wow. There you go. Now picture that horse yeah. the size of you, because hmm? that horse was once your size. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That is true. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. I'm glad that you that's a real thinker. Well, think about like you know what, what, what age you were you know when what? you were that size. I have a too. suggestion. I have okay, a suggestion. Let's, let's think about that for five minutes. Yeah, that was another wasted five. Well, minutes. We, we just, just we shouldn't have even bothered. Okay, we got just. But turn I didn't off think about truncate silence. That's to, the big problem. To be honest with you, I was micro napping. Oh, okay. I was not thinking about it at all. Uh, since we have uh, talked last time, you have uh, celebrated a birthday. I have had a huge celebration for so birthday. So I, w- I wish you uh, the best. Thank uh, you. Of uh, the coming year of life. <laughs> Thanks very much. What uh, What did you do for said birthday? Well, of course, we do celebrate the birthday week in the uh, the Dedrick residence. So, um, you know, I don't like to lord it over everyone all week. So just a few select days of medium is perfect. Sure. But... Um, Saturday in the park Sat- in the park that's right I think it was about the 4th of July oh then you were way too early way too early for my or late for a birthday and a man eating ice cream, cream. so um you were actually I did eat you some were ice a man cream. eating ice cream that was on not, that sorry, was Sunday though but you're right okay but what happened so um Saturday. Saturday well here's the thing Mary came over your daughter. We recorded listening party. Co-host on listening party. Co-host listening party. So she and I we recorded the most recent episode of listening party that has now come out. It's now available for your ears, for your okay. ears only. So that would be episode number, number thirty-five. Very good. And it's out right now, and uh, it's listenable and also audible. Is it on Audible? It's not on Audible because that's for books. But this is a listenable Audible thing. So then, um, then I edited Sneaky Dragon. Okay. Got Sneaky Dragon ready. Got Sneaky Dragon out. I did it very quickly. If anyone thinks that, that I did it too fast, that's fine. It's fine, you know, but it's, it's okay. I probably left in a lot of stuff I should have cut out, but that's okay. And then, because um, usually I cut out all your parts from the oh. show. Yeah, it's just me answering no one. <laughs> so then, um, so once I was done all that, Lisa, oh, wait a second. Did I do that when I came home? Oh. I might have actually edited the show when I came home. 
That's right. It was late last. It was late, wasn't it? I, okay. I was late. So forget it. I did not edit early. I, I, I'm confused. So after Mary and I did the show, Lisa and I went into Vancouver, and we went. That's where I live. That's right. We went into downtown Vancouver, which oh. is not where you live. All right, fair enough. And we went to VAG. We went to the Vancouver Art Gallery, where they have been hosting for the last little while a Cindy Sherman exhibit. And I'm a big Cindy Sherman fan. And what type of art does Cindy? Well, Cindy Sherman is a photographer, and what she has done her entire career, even in art school is to take photographs of herself. But what she does is she she dresses up in various ways for whatever the project might be. So, for instance, she did a really interesting uh, project called Untitled Film Stills. And so there's a series of photographs of her in various wigs and dresses and whatnot, uh, in, a, in a kind of taken in like in a, in a moment that could be from a movie, but it's not. It's not imitating a film. It just looks like a film. So you might look at one and you go, oh, that looks like a Hitchcock film, or that looks like a... Whatever I thought, one looked like a. Um, now I can't remember the name. The name of the director, the uh, a fastbender. I saw one that looked like a fastbender film. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like so, there's so th- that's a fun project. And then, you know, and what's interesting also is that she is growing older. So her pictures also of her aging as well. And so her the things that she's done have changed. So so she did like she's done some really fascinating things. She did one that was like a really interesting critique of fashion photography where she's like wearing like these actual like fashion, like fashionable dresses and stuff like that. Like, you know, but like, there's one where her, like all her hair, like she's like a blonde hair wig on, but it's all like unkempt and messy mm. and partly hiding her face and her eyes are all red rimmed. Oh, cool. And it's just, yeah, it's just really interesting. And then she did like one on fairy tales. And then one is another fascinating one was her posing as like really wealthy ladies having their portrait done. Okay. And so it's various shots like of Like actual wealthy ladies or just generic? Wealthy just generic wealthy ladies. So it's just a look. She's not really going for like a specific thing, right. but just a look of w- w- wealthy older women who are trying to look a certain way for this pic- that picture that's being taken. All right. Interesting. So some are like with their dog. I was going to ask and how some many dogs when, are involved. Yeah. One, one with a dog and other ones are like, you know, this, this is the thing. Like one lady looks like kind of like a new agey sort of a lady, the way she's dressed, like kind of, kind of hippie, but fashionably hippie-ish, you know, like obviously wealthy hippie. And, and so it's really fascinating. So she's done a lot of that, a lot of those sort of. And where does she things. operate out of? Uh, she, I think her studio is still in New York. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's where she moved to. She thinks she went to art school in Philadelphia or someplace How like that. How did you become familiar with her? Well, it's funny because uh, there's a, there's a uh, rather amusing critique of modern art by Tom Wolfe called The Painted Word. Okay. And in it, he critiques modern art as being phony and, and, and a bunch of no talents and stuff like that, which, you know, I, I don't think he's entirely wrong. I think there is an element of hucksterism to modern art. But in it, he had a picture from Untitled Film Stills from the Sydney Sherman. He's like, can you believe someone's making a living taking pictures of themselves in various, as if they're in a movie? And I'm like, that's a brilliant idea. Like, yeah. that's fantastic. So so I saw it there. And so then I kind of started, I sought out her work and I, thought, I bought a book of her photographs a long time ago. Um, yeah, so it's kind of funny. So it had the opposite effect that Tom Wolfe wanted from his book, The Painted Word. Although I do like that book, I think take it's that right. you white-suited son of a bitch. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. You, you, um, yeah, you man you. from Glad, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you and your purple decade. So um, he coined the term the me generation, you know. Though, so mm. it's pretty good. Anyway, so um, yeah, and then his- for a brief period of time. Uh, it was the Wii generation, but it was like based on the Nintendo Wii because that was very popular for about well, five yeah. years. I grew up in the Ouija generation. We, everyone had a Ouija board in their house. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ouija. The photographer? Ouija the photographer? You know what? Is that I'm what you're going walk for? walk away. 
You going for Luigi the photographer? I'm going to walk away from this whole thing. Okay. You know, here's the thing. Okay. You know, he walked back in. He walked out the door and now he came back in. Let me just completely paint the picture of what just happened here. One I was thinking of, Waluigi, the character from Nintendo, because I just made the Nintendo reference. But then I remember David told me about yes anding an idea of mine. Many years ago on the show, yeah. where I mentioned Wario, and uh, you got... Uh, I said a little too excited, they went, oh, we're talking about Wario? Yeah. And then you assumed that I knew who Wario was from that comment. And then you got razzed by the fellows at work. Yeah, well, one of the fellows uh, knew work, about yeah. that. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, I don't want to get Dave in any trouble nope. with this. And so I screwed up the word <laughs> while thinking about you at work getting into uh, trouble. Because like, I just love talking about Waluigi. I yeah. like talking about Wario. Yeah. But I love talking about Waluigi. Oh, Walu- you love talking about Waluigi? Waluigi. Waluigi. Yeah. Walla? Luigi. All right. Uh, take the word Luigi. Luigi. And now add uh, the uh, Washington, like Washington's, like the WA, put oh, that in front of it. Oh, the, the city in Washington? Walla 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 Luigi. Walla Walla Luigi. See, it's hard, right? Walla Walla Luigi. Were you trying yeah. to think of the guy at work? Like, make it yeah, fun? I was trying to, I thought, this is it. I'm dumb. I'm doomed. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so the painted word is, is a kind of fun. But anyway, so that's what introduced me to Cindy Sherman. Okay. So, yeah, so we went to the Cindy Sherman exhibit and it was very good. And then, uh, so I recommend it. I think it's on and for a few more weeks, everyone. Maybe for another week. If you live in Vancouver, I highly recommend you go see it because it's fabulous. But anyway, so I, uh, so then we went and had some dinner at a local white spot because okay. that is a restaurant that both Lisa and I like a lot. And you know, it's funny because we, we eat there a lot. I don't really eat there very much with her anymore. And we used to eat there a lot together. So I, it was nice to sit in, in a white spot with her, strangely enough, and have some dinner. It was nice. Oh, that's nice. But what, is, oh, it, is it too personal to ask what she orders at White's? Um, she will almost always get a legendary with cheese, uh, you know, like a platter with fries. Okay. But this time, but she also really likes the shrimp sandwich. So she okay, got this. more a lunch thing, but okay. But, well, I think she was feeling like something, she wanted something light because so, she had the shrimp sandwich. Which comes with a nice cocktail sauce, a little bit of lettuce. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Is that right? I've never had it. Oh, that's I'm, nice. I'm not a seafood guy. so The I... only thing that bothers me about the shrimp sandwich is just texture-wise. It's weird having a bunch of little things in a sandwich. You don't like that? I would No, no, it's a weird texture thing. You know what you wouldn't like? A spaghetti sandwich. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so, um... But what was interesting the is favorite food of Waluigi. The the hockey game was on that. The hockey game was on what Walla? We talking about talking about Walla Walla Luigi again. So then I um I um what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so the hockey game was on that night. Okay. Vancouver versus deadly rival Boston. Oh, they're who in 2011 beat them in the Stanley Cup finals. So Vancouverites really do not like Here's Boston. Here's how much they don't like them. Yeah. At the local Tim Hortons, they yes. changed their Boston cream donuts. Uh, they didn't call them Boston. Cream. That's right. I forgot what they called them. Yeah, maybe Vancouver cream or some such. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah it was. It, it got that brutal. Yeah, yeah. Boston Pizza changed its name for a while here too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, during that whole thing. To Pizza Hut. To be <laughs> nothing but. So then, so what was funny? There's a couple sitting beside us. Okay. L- woman wearing Vancouver Canucks jersey. Okay. Guy, Boston Bruins jersey. Oh, they're gonna. Have How does their marriage work that night? How does the marriage work? Because the, no, the, one of them was gonna. They were gonna have some. I guess some so. Good times be, later. Yeah, the Canucks beat the Bruins. The tension, the sexual tension between the two. Yeah, of them. the Canucks beat the Bruins nine to three. So it's like a real wipeout, real rout. So okay. yeah, but then we went from there, and we went and saw Patton Oswalt uh, at the Queen, Queen Elizabeth's Theater. Lisa, oh, Lisa nice. bought tickets for that for me. May I ask who the opening act was? No one I know. All right, Ellis Wetland. Okay, 
And then another person who I don't know. Fair enough. Her name was. They were okay. They were fine. I just wondered if they were local. Uh, no, that would have been nice, but not. Okay. People from other places. Because when I saw Maria Bamford, uh, Katie Ellen Humphreys. Who uh, I like a lot. Yeah. yeah, it was mm-hmm. uh, it was very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we talked Even about that. Even though the uh, yippee yappers in the background. That was too bad. Now, now, the Queen Elizabeth Theater, uh, yeah. my questions to you are, are the following. One, did they start on time? Close to on time? About 10 after 7? Okay. Second question. Yeah. Uh, was there an intermission or just go straight through? Straight through. Excellent. That's that's a, that's a good thing. <laughs> and third, uh, yappy Vancouver audience or pay attention Vancouver audience? Pay attention Vancouver audience. Oh, I love everything about that. Yeah. This is good. Three but for three. We had a trick again. We had a great person behind us, though. There was, um, there was this fellow behind us who this found it all hilarious. Everything. The opening acts <laughs> who were okay. Mm-hmm. Thought they were the best. Filled the theater with laughter, just on his own, just by himself. And, and he couldn't just laugh. He had to react to everything that they said. So it'd be like, <laughs> or, he, or they'd be talking and they'd be saying something like, you know, oh, I really like a peanut butter sandwich. And he'd go like, no, like, <laughs> this is going to be too great. And then they'd say their little joke and he'd be like, <laughs> Everything, the, the whole show. It was oh, great. It was so wonderful having him behind us. I really loved it. And uh, yeah. And how, then was, it, how was Pat? He was good. Yeah, he was good. He was good. I just want to say one more thing about this, about this no, kid. No, I, I want to get on with this. No, so we got the, a lot of Waluigi stuff to talk about. <laughs> so at the, end of, uh, at the end of the show, I had to turn and look because I just I had to know who was behind me what laughing. What if it was a horrific clown? That like would a be really just terrifying clown we turn around. Strange. Just black oh, eyes no. and a frozen smile. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It was like a young kid. Okay. With a big hairdo, like a big, 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 big updo. So the guy behind him was uh, not happy. Not happy at all. Mm-hmm. And because that, I don't know if you've ever used that in the Queenie. It's a small yeah. place. It's made for people who aren't us. Yeah, it was first, first concert I ever went to was there, and I, I saw I went there with you, Laurie Anderson. Uh, it, here's the thing, though: the Queen Elizabeth Theater was designed to be sat in entirely by Queen Elizabeth, so all the seats are Queen Elizabeth sized, mm-hmm. so she could sit comfortably in any seat in the theater. Did they mention which Queen Elizabeth? Because she is Queen Elizabeth II. Was it yeah, designed that, for the that, first Queen? Yeah, Elizabeth? Yeah, it was designed for the the, our, the current Queen because that's who was alive when it was made. Well, why did they mention that in the fucking name, Queen Elizabeth II Theater, not the Queen Elizabeth Theater? We don't care about the old Queen Elizabeth. She's done. Do you say Queen Elizabeth II when you talk about Queen Elizabeth? You do not. So don't get on your high horse and ride it around the room. Okay. It's too small a room. So then, what do you think the third Queen Elizabeth I, will look like? <laughs> you know, I think a cyborg. Okay, sure. Maybe it'll look like uh, Walla Walla Luigi. <laughs> so then I turned and looked at this young kid, right. and he was sitting there, and he's like fanning himself with his hand, and he's like, "I just have to sit here and collect myself for a moment. Oh, this is so much." <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Aww. I just love that he was that. He enjoyed it that much. But Patton also was, yeah, he was very good. He was very good. He can uh, hold an audience. Did he do any jokes about food? Nothing pops to mind. All right. About being a father. Yes. He didn't mention that. Yeah. It sounds like he's doing a so-so job as a father. A little too indulgent. And I understand why. Yeah. But you still need to, you know, especially if you're a traveling father. Like, you can't just, like, be gone and then come back and be like, no rules. Because I'm here. Yeah. You've got to like keep it on an even keel. You can't you walk in the door and it's the same whether you're there or whether you're not there. You can't walk in the door and go, you can have anything you want. We'll do all, everything you want all day long. As long as we watch Ratatouille. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it was interesting. He had some good jokes about going hiking. And uh, I talked a little bit about his new wife. Yeah. And he talked to. Oh, sorry, I'm trying to think. Meredith. Baxter Bernie. Oh, wow. That's bad luck. 
<laughs> is it to have yeah. three names? Well, no, that you're married to a lesbian. Is she? Yes. Meredith Baxter? No, really? Yes. And you're not thinking of Meryl Hemingway? Okay, that's another one, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. There's Meredith more than one, Dave. I don't believe it. By the way, the Queen Elizabeth Theater, all the seats are uh, seated for uh, lesbians. They're seated for lesbians. Yeah, that's the that's the problem you probably have. <laughs> yeah, Meredith, Meredith uh, Baxter Burney, yes. I didn't know she's, that. She's gay, yes. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm going to look that up. Okay, now that you're spreading it around, you better check it out. So yeah, it was a good show. So then, so there, that was that. So do you want any more patent Oswald information? I, I do. Uh, was he selling any merch and did you get any? I did not. There was no merch mentioned. Okay. It's at the Queenie, so I, I doubt it. But it's pretty packed. It's a big place, so it's a big theater. So that was good. It was good that he packed the Queenie. Yes. Uh, she has been out since uh, 2002. Well, no wonder I didn't know. Though it's Meredith Baxter now. Well, exactly. I didn't know it was the same person. I'm not talking about Meredith Baxter. She's married, actually. She's I'm, married to... Uh, yeah, she's married uh, to her a person. wife. I guess that's who you marry. You marry, you marry your wife. wife. Yeah, you don't sense. marry your wife. Yeah, you get married and then you... Yeah, I understand what you're saying. That's but how you, it goes. Yeah, but I know what you, you mean. You know who the, she's married to? Mariel Hemingway. You're joking. Yeah, I am joking. Because <laughs> the last name, that person's last name is Baxter, who she's married to. Uh, anyway, everyone. Uh, uh, anyway. Fair enough, fair enough. No, uh, I, I really like uh, Pat Oswald. He was one of the reasons I got back into doing stand-up comedy when I did. Sure, yeah. Because of the movie The Comedians of Comedy, mm-hmm. which also had Maria Bamford, speaking of... Yeah. And Brian Posehn and Zach Galifianakis. Mm-hmm. I've never met Maria Bamford, but I have met the other three, and they've all been very nice. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I heard Maria Bamford is not a nice person. Real. I, uh, I, I was envious of... Because she always does this when she comes to town. She will uh, go on Twitter uh, and ask uh, for someone to volunteer yeah. to go to a coffee shop with her, and she will do her entire act for that person at a coffee shop that afternoon. What, she'll just like a workshop? Uh, like she will rehearse her act, like the act that night. So wow. it'll be at 11 o'clock in the morning, and you'll be sitting across from her. She will buy you whatever you want at the coffee shop. She yeah. says, sky's the limit. Yeah. And then you get the uh, act delivered uh, directly to you. Would you like that? that yes. Seems, that sounds awkward. More than almost anything. That would be so great. Why don't you Why don't you uh, apply? Because it was like 11. It's too early for me. <laughs> well, if it's also, more than... Also, okay. If you say it's more than anything and that you want yes. more than anything in the world, well, but not, you can't not, be bothered to get, get up for 11 o'clock. <laughs> uh, have it a reasonable hour. No. Uh, uh, well, also, it's just the first person who like uh, gets back to her if you happen to see that. Yeah. Uh, that on, on Twitter. But yeah, I find, I find that exciting. I like that yeah, idea would, too. As a comedian, I would be comfortable doing that. Yeah. I like a, I like. So she sits at the table with you and does That's it. correct. Yeah. So she she's did, not like standing up and walking no, around. No, no. She did a Tim Hortons. And uh, she. Why did they go to a, a good pot- coffee shop? Uh, because she's Canadian. It was a Canadian situation. She was in Canada. She's not Canadian. I was going to say but she's like, not uh, Because she was in Canada and yeah. it's the thing to do. You sure. feel like, you know, when you go to a place that's famous for a thing, you say, I'll like, go to the yeah, thing that I you're famous so. for. It seems a polite so. thing to do. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to see her special either before we went to see her live because uh, I thought like a lot of the material might be on the. Uh, and mm. I was correct. Okay. Good move on my part. Pretty smart on your part. Yeah, but the guy who uh, did go to see her at the coffee shop saw her that night as well. And oh yeah, shows. Yeah, fun. Yeah, she's she seems. Uh, she seems very well, nice. She yeah, seems very she nice. Seems very I'm going to take a brief detour from my my birthday weekend. Okay. Waluigi. Walla Walla Waluigi first appeared in Mario Tennis in 2000. Okay. Yeah, but then nine uh, eleven happened and uh, kind of got in the way of his rise to stardom. Oh, really? No. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. And then he married Mariel Hemingway, and it did not work out well because she uh, was gay and he was fictional. That's two problems. A fictional right there. male. Yeah, fictional male, and also 
probably about a foot tall too. I think he seems very small. And she's an athlete. I just had the sudden panic that I hadn't turned on the uh, machine. Oh, probably for the best. But it's on. So <laughs> an athlete, but she's done some athletic roles. Anyway, go ahead. So um, this is a this is a person that I was surprised to find out is a jerk. Oh, I was talking Steve to. Martin. Well, he did play a jerk. Is he a jerk in real life? In the movie Pennies from Heaven, where he's, he did play a jerk, but he was also in the movie The Jerk, where he was the jerk. But yeah. that character was not a jerk. He's not such a jerk in that film. He Although a, he was, eh, but he wasn't as much of a jerk as he was in Pennies from no, Heaven. No, that's a real jerk. Okay, but but who was it? Who was a jerk? Uh, so I was talking to this. Um, I hope it wasn't me. Wait till the end oh, of the story. Oh no! So no, I hate these stories. <laughs> so this uh, Sorry. this girl came over to our place. I call her a girl. She's probably twenty nine, but she's you know I'm old. So this girl came over to our place to collect some uh, collect some uh, horse S- samples, horse things. Okay. Because uh, quiz is coming up, Pony Club quiz is coming up, and they needed samples. They needed. Oh, they did have samples. They need samples. Yeah, like bits. They need bits and. I was and just joking, saying samples, sure, and it was fine. samples. It was little. Good yeah, for samples. Me. Feed samples were there. I'm very. They had feed samples and bits. Oh, super uh, proud of myself. Okay. Some other uh, bits of equestrian hardware. Okay. Just so the kids, they'll have like to recognize them. The kids look at them sure. and go, "This is a such and such bit. This is a you know a Welsh pony bit or whatever." And then, but we were talking. And it turned out that uh, she does some background work in movies. Okay. And she's telling me that she was doing a, f- a f- show, and she said the one actor was really nice. And I can't remember who that actor was. I'm sorry, because that's not what stuck out of my mind. But she said the other actor was such a jerk. Uh-oh. Like, he came in. He wouldn't leave the car he came in. At for, like, he wouldn't leave it until, like, it was time for his scene. Okay. Then he just walked over. Then he demanded coffee, and someone brought him coffee, and he took one drink and then he sped it out and poured it out on the ground. <laughs> and he just started, he was like a jerk to everyone. Now, first of all, yeah. was it poison? Because if it was poison, that's it, the right thing to do. Yeah, I think you're if right. It's not poison. It was not poison, though. It was coffee. Okay. And yeah, he's just like, just the, like a real a hole. Now, without, without, okay. Yeah. Uh, for, I'm going to ask a couple questions here. Sure. Uh, if you know who it is, don't tell me now. Okay. But do you know who it is? Yeah. The actor. Yeah. Okay. Can you give me clues as to who it is and I can figure it out? <laughs> I can give you a clue and you'll get it right away. Okay. Give me a worse clue than that. Okay. So um, it's a, uh, Brian Dennehy. Nope. Okay. He's an actor who's in a lot of things. An actor who's in a lot of things. An actor who's now, in a lot of things. Is he movie famous? Why do you think it's a he? Okay. Let me just I'm just start. joking. Yes, it is a he. I said he. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the uh, pronouns. Um, uh, more of a TV actor or more of a film actor? Yeah, yeah, both. both Used of them. to be a film actor, now more of a TV actor. No, he's just a working actor who does if, a lot if, of stuff. If you think of their most famous role, their yeah. most iconic role, would be television. Would be television, but was also a movie role. Oh, it was a movie role. It played both. Yeah, that's Gary Berghoff. Nope, because he played Radar and uh, yeah, yeah. Mash and uh, Mash. I know who you mean, but it's not him. Yeah, and and I think he might be dead. Um, <laughs> oh, let me ask that. Is okay. he dead? No, he's alive. This now, is a recent occurrence. Now, why he spit out the coffee. That's right. Because he cannot digest food because he is. Oh, you're thinking he's a zombie. Could be. Okay, no. I don't I don't know okay, for sure. Has he, has he ever been in a movie mm. with zombies? I don't think so. But Very he's, good. He's been in a movie with robots. Been in a movie with robots? Yeah. Mark Hamill. Nope. Okay, because Mark Hamill has been in a movie with multiple robots. Okay. C-3PO and R2. But he's never played a role that on both in film and on TV. In a TV show and in a film. He's never well, that's that. incorrect. Because he was in the Star Wars Holiday Special, which was a television show. Oh, okay. Where he was Luke Skywalker. Okay. And I'm also, sorry. he played Luke Skywalker in an episode uh, of uh, 
of uh, Donnie and Marie, and he played Luke Skywalker <laughs> in an episode of The Muppet Show. That's uh, three okay. times he played Luke Skywalker. So this guy was in a television series and oh. in a movie. Okay, uh, so this movie spun off into a television series. Nope, other way around. This was a television series yeah. that spun off into a movie. Yeah. So David Duchovny. Nope. Okay. Because there have been three but has he been in, But movies. has he been in a movie with robots? Oh, he must have, right? But David Duchovny no, must have been so. in a movie with robots. So. Okay, now let me ask <laughs> you this. Know. About the robot movie. Yeah. Is it set in modern day or in the future? It's set in the future. It's set in the future. Yeah. And he is not... He does not appear in the film. He is a, plays a robot. Oh, he plays a robot. Yeah, and he's done it more than once. Okay. Did he start playing this robot in a TV show? Nope. Okay, that's an unrelated yeah. thing. All right. He's robot related. <laughs> Hope this is entertaining, people. Okay. Ian's give, having fun. Give me, the, give me the obvious clue. The obvious clue is he was a pilot on a spaceship. William Shatner. Nope. Patrick Stewart. Nope. Pilot. Think more modern. Think a pilot. Yeah. On a spaceship. Yeah. Lauren Green. He is a pilot in a spaceship. No, not Battlestar Galactica. No, he, and Lauren Green said. He, um, so is Richard Hatch on the <laughs> uh, Let me give you another, one more clue. One Wait, more so clue. I got a pilot on a spaceship. He uh, currently Nathan pl- Fillion. He currently plays a villain on a DC superhero show. A villain on a DC superhero show. Yeah. Very currently. Yeah. I, I, I assume currently. It's I not the currently. guy who was Dum Dum Dugan, was it? Nope. Because I've heard he's a bit of a uh, that. That's um, too bad because he's not a he's not a big enough actor to be that. Okay, but he was in a TV. He was in both TV and film playing Dum Dum Dugan. Okay, um, I see. So that would be a thing. So uh, 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 space. Can uh, I give you his initials? Uh, I think you. I think you are going to. Oh, wait a second. I think you're going. Wait. Wait a second. Wait. Uh, is it uh, the guy who played Hercules? Nope. Because so you're having Sorbo. a hard time. Kevin Sorbo was okay. Let me just say this: Kevin Sorbo, indeed, though, yeah. did play uh, a spaceship uh, captain in Andromeda. Okay, go ahead. I know, but he didn't play it in a movie, though. He did not play the spaceship captain in a movie. No, but you've told me that the spaceship captain is not the role. Oh, it, oh no, no, it is. I'm saying he was in a TV series that later became a movie where he was a spaceship captain. He was a spaceship where he's a where he's a spaceship pilot, not a captain. And it was not Firefly to Serenity. Yes, it was. Yep. Oh, so it was Alan uh, Ruddick? Tudyk. Tudyk. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that, that he was a jerk. Oh, I'm Because he seems like that. such a nice, he seems like a very nice person in the in the roles that he plays. Well, he's not a captain. I didn't say a captain, I said a pilot. Oh, yeah. I see. Well, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I was surprised that to hear that. weird. I know. That seems weird that he's a jerk. I know. I know. Huh. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh, was Has he got a horrible lactose intolerance? And so when he sipped <laughs> the coffee, <laughs> it have, had milk in it. You are... And he went like, I'm going to be... Farting and shit in my pants all day if I don't spit this out. You are speculating. He was, what do they call that when you, no, I can't remember now, sorry. He is a character actor. I'm trying to think what clues would have helped me with with that. I know, here's, here's where you also got me with that. I get that he's a villain in the Doom Patrol. That is a, that's yeah. like a, that's a fair clue. Yeah. But I was not thinking, uh, I was not thinking Netflix. I was not thinking all, uh, outside of the CW. Okay. So I was going through all those. Oh, okay. And they do not normally have regular villains mm, on those. Mm. But this was excellent. Uh, this was excellent. This was who's a jerk? Who's <laughs> a jerk? Yeah. I was just surprised you that because, like nice? I say, who I've was always nice thought... then that she was talking about. I don't remember the, that person's oh, name. That's the thing. The nice you don't remember person. the name. Well, it's because you know who I've heard is nice, and I'm going to say this. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Fillion. I've heard nothing. Yeah, Nothing I'm sure bad that's true. in my life about Nathan no, Fillion. No, I never have either. And I have known enough people that know Nathan Fillion that I think if Nathan Fillion was a jerk, he would have, hey, though, uh, you know who's a jerk? Yeah. From Firefly 
is your uh, Adam Baldwin. I sh- heard, shared a heard. very awkward car ride with Adam Baldwin, <laughs> me and my wife, uh, once upon a time. And at one point uh, mentioned uh, th- theater sports. And he went, what the hell's theater sports? And I wanted to go like, well, Nathan Fillion yeah. has uh, done theater sports. And Who the hell's Nathan Fillion? Yeah, exactly. I never heard of him. Now, here's the problem with that is like he was on uh, the show Chuck. Yeah. And Chuck was like one of the best advertisements ever for my wife's comic. So okay. we, we kind of had like a starting point of like gratitude to the guy as yeah. part of this series sure. that every week, because Chuck had a poster of Why the Last Man on his wall, uh, would uh, be a nice ad for her book. And so it started from a good place and thinking like he'd be a nice fella. Lordy, were we wrong? <laughs> oh, that was an awkward. And we had a couple of awkward rides in that at that con. But oh, lordy, not uh, not a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad because um, I like the roles that he plays in shows. I liked him in Angel. Sure. I liked him obviously on Firefly. I liked him and, in uh, My Bodyguard. And My Bodyguard, very good. And obviously he was Chris Makepeace. He was good enough to work with. Mm-hmm. That Joss Whedon liked to work with him. That he Joss Whedon brought him from Firefly when it fizzled to to uh, Angel, which he did with a few of the actors from that show. Like Nathan Fillion went to it went to Buffy yeah. as the uh, the preacher character, and then um, uh, Adam Baldwin's character went to uh, to Angel. Yeah, he or Adam Baldwin, the actor, did not play Adam some character. Baldwin learned about Twitter and then started to get real mean on Twitter. And I was like, well, that's a shame. Yeah, it's like is. these guys who are like, we all like James Woods before we found out who James Woods was. And then we all I don't like James I think Woods. We, I think if you'd watched his movies, you would know who James Woods was. He might, uh, might go with that, I guess. So Sunday. Okay. This is the birthday week, everyone. Sunday. Okay. Normal day. But we went out for dinner mm-hmm. on Sunday night. We went to Anton's, which is a place that you and I and the third dragon, Nina Matsumoto, have gone to as well as and Vicky, of course. Yeah. But I wanted my family to go there because they've never friend, gone. Uh, Bob. Bob's Matthew gone there as well. From, That's right. Uh, from Talking Simpsons. Just a quick side note. I'm on an upcoming Talking Simpsons. I'm nice. Go back from nice. That. that was a quick plug. And I know I'm back. Well, make sure that you replug it when it's actually up. Okay, we'll do. So then... Now, Anton's, they're known for their um, very small portions. Am I getting this right? I, I think you've been there. And what, what are they well known for their small portions? No. That is a silly thing you just said. Because their plates are ginormous. Right. The you plates that, are big. You know that horse that we talked about earlier and the size of it? Yeah. That's as big as your pasta is. <laughs> this is huge. But let me ask you, before, before you had your pasta, because yeah. I, I did yeah. recently uh, have a snack with uh, Nina. We, we caught up. Okay. Uh, and she she was uh, wanted me to ask, did you have a salad before? I didn't. This was the key for me. Okay. I meant to order a salad, but because I was yakking with the fam, yeah. I forgot. And what was kind of funny is that when the waitress came around again, I said, would it be okay if I added a Caesar salad to it? And she's like, sure. And then she walked off. And then she immediately came back with her pasta. She said, oh, the pasta came up. Do you, do you still want the salad? I said, no, that's fine. And so I started to cry. I started eating. And of course, in my family, we like to taste everyone else's food. So I had some of Mary's pasta, Eve's pasta, Lisa's pasta. They had some of my pasta. Yeah. And uh, did you have any regrets? Did you taste another pasta and go like, oh. Oh no! Why? Okay, good. No, I liked Mary's was okay. I thought it was a little too bland. Okay, Eve's was pretty good. In fact, I I had Eve's as leftovers because she didn't want to keep it for leftovers, so I I took it and ate it at work. Okay, and I thought that was pretty good. It was like a it had chorizo sausage in it with a lemon sauce. All right, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Lisa's though was like a 
a masala, something or other masala, and the masala wine, I guess, would be the masala. Okay. And it was very, like, wine. Like, I could smell it off the plate, like, sitting beside it. And then tasting it, it was, like, a really, like, strong taste of wine. Whereas both Eve and Lisa, who drink, were like, can't smell it? Can't taste it? What are you talking about, Dad? But I'm like, it's right there. It's so obvious. You can taste it. It's like like you're eating a Bunsen burner. (laughs) But so then, uh, so, but I was just eating, you know, I was just doing my usual thing, which is, you know, put someone put food in front of me. I'm going to... Put it in a fork and put it in my mouth. So I was just like, yeah, that's usually what you should do. Chomping away, gulp, Unless gulp, it's gulp. Soup, yeah. And then, <laughs> what if it's a thick soup? Again, no, it shouldn't be so thick you eat it with a fork. Unless it's chunky, in which case it's debatable. Okay. So then, uh, and so then I was like very close to being done. And he, and I was kind of like, well, I guess I'll wrap this up or whatever. And he was like, you should just finish that, Dad. I was like, I guess I should. And I was getting kind of full feeling, but then I was like, I know what, I'm going to force myself to yeah, finish this. Yeah, it's good. Force yourself. That's so I like good, good enabling. I like, I like just finished it off. Enormous portion. Yeah, I finished it off. Everyone who leaves Anton's leaves with a heavy bag full of what they didn't. Well, eat. I normally do as well. Yeah, but, but this it's time like it's a heavy bag. You yeah. can see they're swinging like, oh, like it's a like you got a brick. <laughs> I know because no, no one eats very much of the thing. But anyway, so I got a pen for my trouble. You can oh, there you take, go, a take a look yeah. at that. I got this nice pen. And this pen, uh, very good. I don't have my glasses on right now. Oh, it says, I ate the whole thing. It's true, I did. Uh, yeah, there we go. And also and a lot of it theirs. Gives, uh, it gives instructions for how to get to the hospital underneath. <laughs> that's, that's handy. That's interesting. That's handy. So, of course, I took a picture of the... We, we've eaten there a few times. And, of course, the conversation has always been like, who could eat a whole plate of this? That's crazy. That yeah. would never happen. So when I did, I had to take a picture and then who send it to you. could eat a whole plate. I could eat a whole plate. Face. I shoved it in my face. <laughs> and the next day, lots of time in the bathroom. Nope. The pasta man. That was fine, really. Well, the pasta man. Well, it has, it's got to come out somehow. You know, it does, but it doesn't have to come out all at once. Oh, okay. Well, you, know, you paced yourself. My, <laughs> that's my advice is to pace it. So, <laughs> in fact, we had Chinese food the next night because it was uh, Lisa's dad, mom, my mom's, and Lisa's dad's birthday, so we had Chinese food. Dave. Yeah. Why can't we just call it food? Why do you got to make it about race? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, we had food that is of Chinese origin. Is that better? That's all right. <laughs> I just don't think it's necessary to mention that. Okay. We had food. And then, so, so um, after we ate at Anton's, I wanted to go to Glenburn Dairy, Glen, the ice cream parlor. Sure. So we went there. It's like there. a nice old-fashioned ice cream parlor. Yeah, it's really good. Ice By cream the way, was... if you come to Vancouver and yeah. you're a fan of the show, we'll take you for ice cream. For sure. We won't necessarily pay for it. No, no, But no. we'll take you. We'll, we'll get you there to the door. We're not even going to go inside. No, we're banned. We're just... <laughs> Dave After went in there incident. and threw up a whole thing of pasta on the floor. After... And it's not allowed back. <laughs> After the egg cream incident. <laughs> so... Uh, so I read the word egg cream on the wall and I vomited. Yeah. Like, Dave, something about that word. Or cream in it. Something about that word. And it doesn't have, well, it does have some cream. I guess it's got like some dairy, but yeah. It so, it doesn't have egg in it? No. Why is it called an egg cream? I think because it, it, it looks uh, a bit like separated, like it's got like a, a yolk, but it doesn't even oh. have that really. Oh. Huh. No. It's, uh, it's soda water and, uh, and, uh, and either cream or milk. And then chocolate sauce. Oh, okay. And you just stir it up. Seltzer water. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, it's okay. It's a nice light kind of uh, bubbly thing. If you don't want like a big milkshake or something, yeah, it's also yeah. a good stomach settler. Sure. If you got a little bit of an ulcer back in the day, it's a drink that you could have. Sure. So because I'd had an entire plate of Anton's, I didn't want to get something too much. So I got a small sundae. Sensible. I was a salty raspberry caramel sundae. Sure. It was good. 
It's good. It had the salted caramel plus the raspberry flavor. It was nice. Yeah, it's the new. Uh, it's the flavor of the, of the. We went recently too, mm. and, uh, it was and they like, had it. Uh, we had just, it going there. We just we just have it for a short time. Have it now. Yeah, okay. that's what I thought too. So I had that, and then um, Lisa had a hot fudge sundae. Nice with a brownie, and they do good brownies there. Eve had a um, uh, purple cow, double awful. And what is double awful? Double awful is they add more ice cream to it, so it's thicker. It's more like a milkshake. Okay, but it's kind of nice. So it's like a carbonated milkshake. And uh, and the purple cow poem is purple cow poem. The poem, the famous purple cow poem that the the drink is named after is. I think that I shall never see a poem as lovely as a purple cow. You're not you're not a million miles away. Are you not familiar with the poem? I'm not familiar with the poem. I've never seen a purple cow. Mm-hmm. I hope to never see one. But let me tell you, here and now, I'd rather see than be one. Okay, there we go. How about drink one? Eh. <laughs> so you've had a yeah, and then Mary had something else. I can't remember what Mary had exactly. So um. I ate my Sunday. Good. Lisa does what she always does, which is she eats all the fudge around the ice cream okay. and some of the brownie. Then she gives me the ice cream. So I ate her ice cream. So she just wants and the brownie. of ice cream with her fudge. That's right. And then Eve couldn't finish her purple cow, so I also had her purple cow. So yeah, I was quite full after that. I was, I was feeling it. I usually it. go with the um, hot fudge and butterscotch. I like that mix. Ooh, not a butterscotch guy. Well, I prefer caramel, but butterscotch is okay. Okay. Uh, what I used to get at McDonald's was I'd ask for like one pump of the uh, of the hot fudge and one pump of the uh, caramel. I got, I got hooked on that stuff okay. back when I was in the service. Hooked on fudge. I wasn't in the service. <laughs> you weren't in the service? I wasn't. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I went walked back to the truck, bent over, bent double, yeah. holding my stomach and groaning. Right. Saying, I can't believe I ate the whole thing. Oh. But then I was fine. Yeah. I was fine. It was fine. I went to work the next day, didn't have any problems. It's fine. It's just Showing food. everyone your pen. It's just food. I, you know what? It was interesting because, you know, I do think like, I was thinking about this a while ago because I haven't eaten like this for a long time. Like I used to eat like that when I was a kid, like at Christmas dinner or something like that, right? You just would eat as much as you possibly could. Sure. There's like no way to stop you from eating. Now, p- partly I think because I cook it. So I'm smelling the food all day. So by the time I'm eating, I'm just kind of like, I That's am, a good point. I am you, over this food. Yeah. If you do, if you do spend time cooking it, you will not eat as much of it. That is true. Yeah. So you know what's in it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. My fingers. So, um, yeah. So it's been a long time since I ate until I was like sore stomach, like full, so full that I'm just like, ugh. So that was kind of nice, actually. It's kind of fun. That was a good birthday thing. And then. The final capper. There's no need to point that pen at me, sir. There's the final capper of that. I'm going to put it in my back, back, back in my pocket. I'm obviously a very aggressive pen yeah, holder. Yeah, it's going to slip out of your hand and just go right in my eye. <laughs> so it's a pen in orbit. So then, get it? No? I don't really. Like the orbital socket? Oh, oh okay. I thought yeah. you were talking like we are in a space shuttle or something. <laughs> no. Like we were a couple of jerk uh, space <laughs> ship pilots. So last night... I went to the movies with Mary. We went to see a premiere of the new Jane Austen film, Emma. It's not Jane Austen, obviously. The new film, Emma, based on the Jane Austen novel by the same title. uh, I got another question for you. Sure. Did you uh, like the Gwyneth Paltrow version when it came out? It's pretty good. Did you like Clueless? Clueless, I like Clueless quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, Um, so I like the Kept Beckinsale Emma more than I like the... uh, Gwyneth Paltrow Emma. Okay. I was was going to ask, how does this one stack up with, uh, with, with the Emmas of the past? Uh, it was very good, actually. One of my, another one I love is uh, is a it was a three part three part series. Uh, I think it was probably from BBC or whatever. I saw it in the Knowledge Network of Emma with an actress named Rom. I think her name is Romula Garay. Okay, has Johnny Lee Miller as Mister Knightley. Um, this movie had some really good elements to it. 
I don't want to spoil it too much for people. I know that there's listeners out there who want to go see this movie. And I do, I do recommend it. I highly recommend it. I think it's a very good film. What I liked about it is it really, most of those, most of those other movies stick very close to the text of Jane Austen. And I sometimes wonder if because we're reading so far in the future from when she wrote, that we miss the emotion in her, in her writing. Okay. Because we're not used to, we're not used to in a culture to a, you know, to a, to a society that is that repressed, that that keeps its emotions that much at bay, that what seemed to us to be very, very taciturn, very, you know, very buttoned down characters to readers of that time, they might have seemed almost torrid in their emotions. You know what I mean? And so I thought this movie got a very good balance between that kind of sense of, you know, very proper English people but also the intense emotions of, of the situation. There's some very good, there's a one scene, uh, which I c- call the box hill scene, which when you read Emma is a, just a, it's your third act low point. It's just a really like gut punch of a scene, a sequence. It's so terrible. And it's so terrible, not in, it's just so terrible socially, like societally. So it's, it's something that Emma does that is so inelegant and, and. I think I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. And it's a really hard scene. I walked in on that scene, uh, with the Gwyneth Paltrow on the okay. other hand. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. It's a really, it feels like that in the book yeah. as well. It has a real sense of like, I often like to describe, use this, these words to describe things that are uncomfortable. And I say, it's like you're reading someone's headache. Mm. And that's what it feels like. It's just a scene where everyone's hot and, and dull feeling. I mean, dull in the sense of kind of stupid. This, you know, kind of like you're just lazy feeling. You're lazy brained. You you don't feel you don't feel like doing anything. And you're just and it just really gets the part of that cross that feeling. And then and then she makes this really terrible gaffe, a really like mean thing. Yeah. And it's so effective. In this movie, you just feel it. You can see it in the. And I was saying to Mary when we were leaving that it would be it'd be fun to watch that movie again and like note how many close ups there are in the film because it feels like there's so many scenes where you're like right in the actor's face. And you just get that, you just allow them to like play the scene out in their face, not with yeah. words, but just in their expressions. And that scene is really wonderfully done between her and Mrs. Bates or Miss Bates, I should say. And it's just, it's just great. And then there's some other emotional scenes that are just done really, really well. I, I really enjoyed that element of it. Um, one of my, probably my biggest complaint about Emma is the slow, the slow creep down of the age of Mr. Knightley. Like it seems like every iteration of Emma, they 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 get him closer to her in age because in the story, Emma was a baby and he was a young man, and so he's known Emma her whole her whole life, and he's basically been her her tutor, her mentor, her, the person who's tried to like guide her because she has been without a guide. She had a a nanny, a, like a, a a I guess a nanny, sort of a teacher, whatever you want to call them, who basically. Emma had around her little finger. She has her father wrapped around her little finger. She is the ruler of her house. Everyone bows to her wisdom, her her own feeling of her wisdom, except for Mr. Knightley, who is more than willing to upbraid her for her laziness, upbraid her for her arrogance, upbraid her, you know. So, and so uh, it just seems like every time they do it, like in the, I don't know who plays him in Gwyneth, the uh, Kate Beckinsale one. The Gwyneth Paltrow one is Jeremy Northam. There's a one that was done on BBC, and I think in 1972, which I have on on DVD. And the actor in that is not only ugly, like a sort of unattractive man, but he's also seems very old compared to the actress. But that feels true to the character because you want that sort of unexpected relationship in 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 the story. Okay. When you have like a bunch of handsome people running around with each other, it doesn't really feel like anyone's having to try. You know what I mean? 
like if Mr. Knightley's like, I don't know, how, I can't tell if you love me or whatever. And you're feeling like, well, you're like the handsomest guy in the world. Like, why wouldn't anyone, everyone's going to be in love with you. You know, there's no. The no actor need to... who played him was John Carson. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that person. No, it doesn't help me at all. Just to... All right. Yeah, those, I think Kate Beckinsale is the draw of that film. And she does a very good job as Emma in that movie. What, what she's good in that film is, is as a snob. She is mm-hmm. a wonderful snob. Like she's got, she's just so wonderfully up, like upturned nose. What's interesting, also what's really curious in this film is something that you don't see very often in Jane Austen adaptations is the participation of the servants in the daily life of the people. Like often you'll, they'll be in the background doing this and that. But in this, in this movie, they are actively doing things. Like it opens with her walking to her garden in the early morning. So it's still dark out to pick some flowers. So she's accompanied by a manservant who is carrying a, a lamp, a lantern on a stick so to guide her way. Yeah. So he's got this lantern and a stick held in front of her so she can see where she's walking. And then she has a, her, her maidservant with her as well, who's there to actually cut the flowers that she chooses. To, mm. You know, so there's these people to do all the manual work for her as she just goes around and, and chooses the flowers that she wants. And then there's scenes where the, the, the servants are moving around the screens and things for the, in the, in the living room. So you get, a, oh, there's even scenes where they're like dressing, dressing them and stuff. So you get a real sense of, of the, the interaction of the, but it's not interaction because it's almost as if they don't exist to the, right. to the people, right? To, to Emma, the person carrying a lantern isn't there. She's just being magically lit to get to the, yeah. her place or you get dressed, you just, your socks pull on themselves, you know, as far as you're concerned. So yeah, it's uh, it's that it was very good that it's way as well. It's hard to think of the movie Parasite when you talk about that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's the line. That's right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and in those days there was a real line. Like in our culture now, there's sort of a resentment to the line. But at that time, there was no sense of resentment. You were happy that you had that job. To work in a house like that it was a really good job, you know, because other people were killing themselves working in fields and digging in mines and and working in you know wherever and, and here you are you're you're of course you're working but you're in a warm house you get to get well fed you get to dress in fancy clothes when you're working so there was some honor in that you know and some some sense of of uh of station you know yeah i was looking at uh, how many uh, emma television adaptations there's been and, Quite a uh, few. How many of them are extant is, is a different question. Well, what's extant mean? I'm sorry. Oh, it's still existing. Oh, that's a good point. Well, uh, the first two were live. Yeah, so, so probably not, probably never seen again. Yeah. One was an American one. Oh, I actually, think. the first, sorry, I, I stand corrected. The, uh, oh, no, wait a second. One, two, three, four, five. The first five were live. Wow. Uh, yeah, it wasn't until, yeah, the BBC series with uh, Doran uh, Godwin in 72. Yeah, that's the, a very good, the, it's the, a very good one. Part. Very good. Then Kate Beckinsale, and then in mm-hmm. uh, 2009, there was yeah. one with uh, Romala uh, Garay. Garay. Yeah, yeah that's Garay. right. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, try and guess the year where the uh, first one was uh, broadcast. First Emma. First Emma. Earlier than you would think. Earlier than you're thinking now. You're thinking really? of a number? Earlier than that. I was thinking 50s. Yeah, earlier than that. So 30s? No, it was 1948. 1948. Okay, well, that makes that makes sense. I mean, Britain it would have been in Britain probably. So yeah. Britain had television that before. It starred Judy Campbell, and then there was one in 54. Then there's one in 57 and one See, in 60. See, the funny thing about the, the ones that are 54 and 57, the 54, the lady is Churchill. Her last name was Churchill, who played Emma. Oh, oh Sarah Churchill. That was in yeah. 57, yes. Okay, 57. Felicia uh, Montelgr uh, in uh, 54. Oh, I'm sorry. So one was Churchill. What The name Frank Churchill is one of the characters in Emma. And then if you look ahead to the next one, it's played by a lady whose last name was For- Fairfax. Fairfax. Diana Fairfax. And yeah. then there's... there's uh, Jane Fairfax in Emma as well, a character. So it's just sort of funny that there's oh, two okay. two actresses whose names are, are from the characters in the story. 
And there's, uh, yeah, there's uh, four film adaptations of Emma. Four uh, films. If you count Clueless. Okay, okay. So there's, there's Clueless, there's Emma, there's Aisha, which is uh, an Indian adaptation. Oh, okay, interesting. Of it, and then the, the version you just saw. That's cool. There's an Indian adaptation of Pride and Prejudice called Bride and Prejudice. Oh, nice. Yeah, directed by the lady who did like Bend Out Like Beckham and. Uh, oh, cool. That one, the new, the new Bruce Springsteen. Oh, I'd like one. to see that. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, uh, I saw the light or something like that, or the something about the light. Right, uh, I did. I did see it. It had uh, yes. It was. It was. It was was it good? Okay. It was okay. Okay. It was all right. Yeah, that's it what, was that's exactly what, it kind of, what you expect yeah, it to be. That's watch, how it kind of looked to me. So. Watch it on a plane. Uh, and there's been two web adaptations. Oh, okay. That's right. Uh, that's right. Because the same people who did the Lizzie Bennet Diaries did yeah, a version of it. I was going to ask if there was any called, connection yeah, there. Yeah. Called uh, something like Absolutely Emma or something or other Emma. Uh, Emma Approved. Emma Approved. Emma Approved. That's correct. I don't uh, know the other one, though. The Emma Agenda. Okay. Yeah. It's In a this really... version, the role of uh, Mr. Knightley is uh, female. Oh, I have yeah. to watch that one. So is the Emma male? No. Uh, no, I don't think so. Interesting. I'll have to watch that. Yeah, that sounds cool. So, um, yeah, the Emma approved is pretty good. But the problem with Emma approved is I watched it very soon after I watched the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, which I found so uh, um, such a moving and affecting and effective adaptation that I had a hard time getting into the Emma one, just because I was so overwhelmed by the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. I was just really impressed by it, and it took a long time to get go through it. So, because it was like a, was a, I think it was a weekly show, right? So it took a yeah. while. I joined it late, but I still I still had to wait for the conclusion. So, um, yeah, I'm okay. a big yes, you know, I'm a big fan of Jane Austen, but I really also enjoy all the various iterations because I like I like to see how people approach the story. Like, you still have to kind of keep to the bones of of Austen's story, but it's up to the individual ad- adapter to to kind of decide what they want to keep and what they want to to get rid of. And sometimes you can agree with what they what they choose to elide over, and other times you disagree with it. And it's sort of fun to have that kind of back and forth as a, as a you know as a person who loves the story, has read it many times, and then to also really enjoy the movies as There's well. There's a couple of uh, musicals as well. Then okay, uh, yeah, uh, the King of Siam. Right, that's got Emma in that. No, no, oh, Dave, come on, we're all having fun here. Don't <laughs> don't, don't ruin it for everybody. Just 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 don't. It's all fun. Okay. What's, what are they? What are the? Uh, was the one called Emma and the other ones? Yeah, uh, Emma. Yeah, you just call it Emma. There's that one. Uh, okay. And there's uh, Jane Austen's Emma, a musical romantic comedy. Ah, okay. Yeah. And then there's I mean, a, it is a romantic comedy. The story is a romantic. I mean, she was she was at the forefront of the, the romantic comedy, and that was something else I was thinking about with, with talking with Mary. I was think I was just thinking like or saying to her that I. I kind of wish that I knew more of the books from that time period because I would. Be, I'm curious to know like how pioneering she was as a novelist and how in her construction of the novel. Because if you look at like a lot of of books before she was writing, they were, a lot of them were epistolary, you know. And she was even writing in that form when she was first started as a writer. So now, what is that form? That would be the story is told in 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 letters back and forth between oh, characters. You. So because. No one had thought of the idea that you would have an omniscient narrator, like a sort of godlike voice that tell, narrates a st- story. So you had to have a way to have characters tell the story to each other. And the way to do that was to have them write letters back and forth. So a, story, a book like Pamela, for instance, is entirely told in letters. And same with Lady Susan, which became the Whitsoman film Love and Friendship. That, that, that was like, a, like an early work of Jane Austen, you know, like a immature work or whatever they call it when you're not quite there, is there yet. Is there anything that uh, has not been adapted that you think should be adapted? By her? Yeah, by Austin. Or no. hasn't been adapted correctly that uh, should be Well, adapted. maybe Northanger Abbey, which I think 
is a very difficult one to adapt because Northanger Abbey is a parody of Gothic romances. Mm. And so the joke of it is that this girl, all she's done is read Gothic romances. And so her whole life is like this idea that she's going to meet this man who's going to be cruel to her and lock her up in a castle while she'll discover some sort of horrible secret because, you know, everyone's read the, ca- the castle of Utranto or whatever it's called, the old, the, the, the kind of the, the template of this sort of story. And, and in the book, she meets this guy in Bath who, you know, takes her to his house and she's expecting this sort of haunted place, but it's, everything's normal. It's always disappointingly normal. And, and there is an adaptation by the BBC of it, but I feel like they didn't play up enough of the humor of it, of the kind of broad, yeah, it, it should be broader. Like, yeah. It should be more broad. And it's not. It's done in a very like normal, as if it was a normal Jane Austen book, which it's not. It's a, it was done before she, before she wrote Pride and Prejudice. It's sort of a early work when she was a little more antic rather than more serious as she became later on. And so I think that would, I think that deserves like a remake and a kind of like a, a bigger, a bigger, you know, or more, like big, like I can't think of another word for it, but you know what I mean. It just needs something that plays that more of the the, the fa- fanciful elements of it. Okay, yeah. And be kind of fun to have, like maybe the character is, you know, maybe have her like in the carriage going to it and imagining in her mind this dark castle and bats flying around it and and this you know a light in a window and a woman's yeah, shape there. Yeah, play up the imagination aspect. And yeah. then then you you know then around the corner and there's just a very plain. A house is not a castle. It's just like a normal it manor house like at the you time. Want to do this animated now, the way you're talking mm, about yeah. it. Yeah, what she's imagining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, speaking of like uh, animated, which is not what this is at all, <laughs> yeah. but uh, there is a, a manga adaptation of uh, Emma that apparently is pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's another way of uh, getting your uh, Emma into your There's apparently diet. a Pride and Prejudice one as well. I wonder if it's the same author. Could be. <laughs> we have no way of knowing. We, no, there's no way of knowing except looking it up. And by God, we're not going to do not that. Not going to bother. But it's fine. I'll look it up later. Nice. Yeah. So that uh, so it was nice. Yeah. It was Mary had just entered a contest and she uh, she won. So we got to go. She had just like a oh cool. And so she uh, we got there and she's supposed to get a tote bag as part of her prize and stuff. So she we got there and she handed in her little ticket that she got uh, you know that they sent her and she printed up and so it was like Mary plus one and so this was like a review. Uh, for people doing reviews of the film and stuff like that. Plus, they kind of papered it with okay. with prize winners, so it had a full audience. And um, so, I have one thing to say after I finish this little story. But so we got to the <laughs> we got to the table, and and the uh, you know the guy took the ticket, and then Mary said, "Oh, and, and I was supposed to get like a tote bag." And he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, all the tote bags are gone." And she's like, "Oh, okay, okay." So then we walked away, and this guy came running over to us, and he's like, "Sorry, did you win a prize? Were you a prize winner?" She goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Oh, cool. we do have your bag. We do have your bag." So we went back, and then he found the bag for her, and so oh, it, that's good. it had some Emma candies oh. and a book, the a book Emma. And what was nice about the book was it did not have the images from the from the movie poster as the cover. That's always nice, right? I really yeah. don't like buying books and having the movie thing like you're a dummy you only like books that are from movies so yeah so it had like a nice cover on it inside yeah like, so yeah it had a nice had a nice cover now what uh what kind of emma candies do you get when you're they're like house? little hearts like little candy hearts oh, nice. yeah okay. we couldn't eat them because i um it's lent so no sugar right now but uh yeah that's cool and then it had a couple other things in it so and i got a mirror as well that says i haven't opened actually opened the package but i was given this it says Handsome, clever, and rich, which is how Aww. Emma is described in the. It's like a little here. I'll open up. What the, if what if I look into it and handsome, clever, and rich disappears? Wouldn't that be mean? <laughs> it would be, be awful. So, is it a mirror? Is it a, something that opens? Oh, it does open, and it is a little mirror. Oh, that's really nice. It is broke. I should and have you've it. just proved you're not a vampire. You can't see what I'm looking at. I can see it in your glasses. Nothing. 
My, and also my that, glasses aren't a vampire. And also the the mirror, it would have to be like silver in the mirror. That's why a vampire can't <laughs> see itself in a silver mirror. Yeah. A vampire Old can't mirrors. see themselves in a reflection in a pond. And in, I guess in a modern mirror then, because most modern mirrors That's don't right. be silver. That's right. A vampire would be fine. Looking That's why themselves. mirrors are so expensive. Um, because of the vampire thing. Yeah. No, because they were silver. And also vampires. I was just going to say one more thing about the movie, which is that it was a big house. Like a lot of people were there. And it seemed like a lot of people had not did not know Emma. Oh. Because it had lots of great reactions from the audience. Was during... that laughing guy behind you again? No, he was not there. <gasps> <laughs> How could he say that? She that about her. How could she say that? She's that's cruel. <laughs> he never he never uh he never spoke during the show. He just except to say, Oh my god, or no, or uh. Um it sounds like he'd be fun to be on a roller coaster with. Yeah, yeah. He's a real Really wears his heart in his sleeve. It's great, but yeah. So there's like this uh, two women beside me. They they'd obviously never seen him before, and their reactions were just like, oh, oh, and just like they're just loving it. And, and all through the theater, there were people reacting like that. It was really good. I really enjoyed that. That was great. So yeah, it's uh, well it's worth nice seeing. That it still works. That's yeah, great. yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you know, like when she wrote it, it was probably fresh. But by this point, and you know, like like you kind of know where it's going. Yeah. But I I, I went to a, I'll just say real quick. I went to a production of uh, Hamlet, mm. and uh, and you know I don't want to spoil Hamlet. Please but don't. But someone someone dies that you like, you know, in, in Hamlet, and uh, people around me were shocked. Hmm. We're like, oh, that's no. great. That's great, right? Oh, I'm like really? <laughs> okay, but okay. that's great. Well, you guys buckle up for the ending. <laughs> okay, here we go. We at least see some woods walking. Uh, yeah, I just, I love, I love that people, and I, and I was saying to Mary after, I was like, I just said, I won't give it away, but I was like, did you guess this major plot point? Because I thought it was really obviously pointed to in the movie. Yeah. And she's like, no, I didn't see it at all. And I was like, so it's so funny. Like, to me, I'm, I was just like, they're giving too much away. It's going to blow this plot. And no, she didn't get it at all. So I was like, oh, that's cool. So it's really just because I'm so familiar with it that I know it's coming, that it seemed obvious. But to her, it did not seem obvious at all. So yeah, it was. I really liked it. I would highly recommend anyone out there who's a Jane Austen fan or fanatic like myself, please go see Emma. Okay. Directed well, by a woman whose name I don't know, Augusta Wilde, I think her name is. And then it was the adaption was by a woman as well. So it's that's also different than we've had in the past. So a different sort of sense of the characters and a different, you know. Yeah, really good. And all the actors were good in it as well. They all did a fantastic job. And one other thing about the film, sorry to keep bringing up things. There's something else I liked about it, which is that in the book, Jane Fairfax and Emma Mm -hmm. both play musical instruments. Emma not nearly as well as as Jane Fairfax, because Emma cannot do anything. She's just like, she doesn't have the discipline, you know, like, that's the other thing about the film. Like, she she has some artwork, and it's just terrible. (laughs) It's just terrible. Everyone, of course, you know... Just, oh, it's so wonderful, Emma. It's so wonderful how you paint and da da da. And this is no good at all because she just doesn't have the personality to like to be diligent enough to learn, you know, to paint until she's good or to play piano until she's good. She can, she's okay. She's an okay painter. She's an okay pianist. But Jane Fairfax is a very, very good pianist. And they have that in the film. And they have them doing music in the film because music was very important at that time. When you had a dinner party, when you had people over, you played music because there was absolutely effing else to. Right. There's nothing else you could do, right? Before the key party started. Before the key party started, exactly. That was during Dickens' time. And so. That's what they call it Dickens' time. Exactly. Exactly. Dickens' around. So, uh, yeah, there's a wonderful scene where um, Jane Fairfax is playing and they're singing Drink to Me Only with Thine Eyes. And uh, Mr. Knightley's, Mr. Knightley's singing with her, playing, playing the violin and singing with her. 
wonderfully done, so beautifully. Their voices are really good. Like this, this is so good. Just a, it's a really good film. I really enjoyed it. Everyone, it had its problems, but but it uh, definitely. I mean, it's Jane Austen thing. So what the hell? It's like yeah. listen, it's like you know, listen to a person who likes alcohol talk about alcohol. But you know, it was we, good. We came very close just now to doing uh, a our uh, fan splainers on, <laughs> on this film. Very close. Yeah, yeah. It's and true. I like that. Like this week on fan splainers, we're not going to say what we did. But we didn't do a modern movie. No. We, uh, we kind of run out of movies. And then yeah. you tell me now, like, oh, you just saw a modern movie. But you couldn't have seen it because it was yeah. it was a limited, it was a limited that's uh, a, screening. That's a good point. But anyway, this is just a plug right now for our Fan Splainers podcast where we uh, go over a movie and do a deep dive. On the uh, upcoming episode, uh, it will be a, a, a classic film, at yeah. least to us. Classic to us. And yeah. one, of, uh, one of our uh, old favorites. Mm-hmm. And all I'm going to say is uh, we recorded it. We're going to record it on Ash Wednesday. Is that a clue as to what it's about? Could yes. be. Yes, it is. Could be. So there you go. There you go. Um, so that was my birthday week. And then we went to wet up hot dog afterwards for dinner. How many hot dogs do you have? I was I had eaten quite a bit of popcorn, so I only had two. Okay. I had the mac and cheese and the... So it's a hot dog with mac and cheese on huh? it? Yeah. Bacon, okay. bacon bits and green onions. Okay. And then I had the Wrigley Field. Uh, the Wrigley Field has a dill pickle, yep. has... Uh, uh, jalapeno peppers uh banana peppers banana peppers yeah. uh has some uh a very green relish yep has to be very very green yep. relish it's good celery salt celery salt tomatoes tomatoes uh, onions yep anything else mustard mustard okay. and one more thing it's a topper it's green and it's a topper green and okay so well it's not the jalapenos not the jalapenos no there's no jalapenos on it it's just uh it's only banana peppers Huh, green and it's a topper. The jalapenos are on the uh, Seattle one. I'm going to go chives, but I'm wrong. What is it? It's the bean, green bean. Oh, a single green bean. That's, That's right. right. A pickled hot green bean. It is bean. a hot green bean. Yes, you're right. It is hot. Right. So it's good. So this is their, and we had their some take on the Chicago dog. Yeah. 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 And then I uh, we shared some waffle fries. Very nice. And Mary had the bon, the bon punk me. rock music. It was very loud as usual. Punk, yes. Punk, 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 punk music. Punk, punk, punk rock punk, music. Punk, 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 punk. I That's said, punk rock and I said to Lisa, I said, you know, or Lisa, I said to Eve, or Mary, gee whiz, I was with the whole family there, but only Mary was with me. Um, I said to Mary that, uh, I said, you know what, I, I do like punk rock music, but this is so loud that it's making it unpleasant, you know, yeah. like it's unpleasantly loud. But anyway, we, we went there. And I, Did I was, you have a chance to play any pinball? No, because I had some change, but it fell out of my pants pockets. Oh. So, because what happened was I, the plan had originally been for me to go home and then for us to go in town to town together. Right. But then Mary texted me and she said um they're not guaranteeing seats mm-hmm. they've said they've sold they've given away more tickets than they have seats for the th- in the theater because they want to have a full house okay so they recommend getting there as early as you can so she said i'm going to meet you at work and we'll go from there and i said okay but you have to go home and pick up my clothes and while she was carrying them all my change fell out of my pocket so oh. <laughs> oh, well it's too bad okay. but they had a they you know what they had there though no tell me i can't remember oh but, uh, but, they had iron uh, iron maiden as one no of iron maiden's gone i think they have okay, a new one. Last time I was there, it was Iron Maiden. But they have a new one mm-hmm. that got me really excited. I think it's a Beatles one. Really? I think. But it was something that was right up my alley. And I so wished I could have played it. And it may not have been the Beatles, but it was something like that. Okay. I can't remember now. Well, it's it's, you know what I sh- it's not too late to go there after you, after, after this and just play it. Play it. Um, oh, I do have to work. Uh, <laughs> That's right. You got work to do. Never, never mind. We do have to, at some point, go to Far Out Coffee Posts together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, play uh, Jokers pretty pretty good uh, old pinball game there okay okay 
Are you? T- did you? Do you have pictures? And so you're looking at the pictures and seeing if the pinball machines are in the background. No, but as you know, I have pinball map on my phone, which tells you what what pinball games are at various places around Vancouver. Okay, all right. So I'm going to see if someone has. Uh, I'm going to see if someone has. Uh, so it'll it'll look through the neighborhood and it will tell me about um, local pinball things. So let me just see here. Sorry, everyone. What are you looking for? I was looking for the uh, pinball machines at uh, Far Out Coffee Post. and the, the Wow. There they are there. I'm showing David all the pinball machines. Can I just see for a second? Sure, there you go. There's the Joker's one that's there on the I left. I don't think I've played that one. Twilight Zone, I played the Twilight Zone. I played the Iron Man. I can't recognize the other ones there. Back Twi- to the Future? Twilight Zone is a pretty good one. Twilight Zone is a very good one. Yep. And they and have $10 tees there as well. Yep. Cool. I'm into going there for sure. And there's one that's like uh, Dr. Dude as well. <laughs> Dr. Dude. I'm just looking along. I'm just trying to see if I can find the... Uh... Oh, here we go. What up, hot dog? Iron... Oh, no. Oh, Beatles. Yeah, it was Beatles. Beatles and Iron Maiden are there right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So okay. Well, I couldn't yeah. play the Beatles one, so it was very frustrating. Oh, that is frustrating. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, next time you come... Also, I'm terrible at pinball, so it's always embarrassing when I play Okay. It. Here's the thing. So next next week, we're only going to be recording one podcast, so we'll uh, afterwards, we'll go play yeah, some yeah. pinball. Now, Dave, yes. you enjoy books. I do I enjoy books. And so when we were uh, going for uh, our, our mid-podcast meal today, as yep. we went to Butcher's Block and had some uh, food that was butchered, um, <laughs> yes. uh, you went, Deliciously oh, oh, butchered. oh, look, books. Yeah. And you went and you picked up this book, and it's a book of trivia. Yes, it's a book of top ten lists. A top ten lists. Yeah. And uh, you went, like, you know, it would be fun to do like a little uh, trivia thing yeah. during the show. And I thought, yeah. like, you know what? Ugh. And I went, like, no, 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 wait, that sounds good. <laughs> he said, grist for the mill. Yeah. And uh, and so I'm going to I'm gonna ask you a couple of Beatles trivia questions. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, this is the kind of thing Dave might know. As you know, we also did a podcast called Completely Beatles. Sure. And Dave was the Beatles expert. By the way, that. my expertise existed entirely in notes I'd taken from books before I did the show. So we'll see how my memory is. So what is, Dave? Mm-hmm. What is the longest Beatle track? Oh, Hey Jude. That is the third longest. What? Really? Oh, wait, sorry. Oh, damn. What an idiot I am. Okay, so I guess Revolution 9 would have to be in there. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Revolution 9 is number one. Hey Jude is number three. But so number two then. Number. Okay, they're not counting the medley, are they? Is it something from Abbey Road? Are they counting the medley as, as, a, as, a, as a... I don't think they are. Okay. Uh, is it... It was a release song, right? So... Just trying to think here. Longer than so. Let me say that there are brackets song title. It's not what's the new Mary Jane. It has brackets in the title. It starts with the letter I. In fact, the letter I is the first word. <laughs> what is it? Tell me. I want you. Oh, oh yes, that is a long geez, song. So heavy. Jeez. Thank All you. Right. Then my question for you now, Dave. Yeah. What is the best selling Beatles album in? Yeah. The United States. Hmm. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band? That is the third. Once oh. again, you're going for the number three. <laughs> number three. That just seems like that would be like such a popular album for its time. Rubber Soul? Rubber Soul isn't even in the top Wow, ten. it is not? No. Gosh. Hard Day's Night, then, maybe. Hard Day's Night is number nine. What? Swing Abbey Road. And a miss. Abbey Road is, in fact, number one. Correct. Yeah. Darn! Should have well, thought of that well first. Well, then you know that's I should have thought. What's the What's the album that like that pretty much like led like what? How would you say it? Like was the driving force that everyone like copied for the next sure. five years of, of of music in America? Abbey Road. Well, then I got this question for you, Dave. Uh, you're going to redeem yourself on this one. I, think. I doubt it. What is the best selling? Once again, we're going United States. Here. Yeah, we're not going UK. Best selling Beatles single. 
in the in the United States. Give it some thought, Dave. And is it an early song? Not necessarily. Not early. Early. Okay. Give it some thought. Give it some thought. Best-selling single. And that's not a clue. <laughs> um. I'll tell you this much. Yeah. It's two words in the title. Hmm. Two-word title. Best-selling. Best-selling single the Beatles ever. Now had. I wish it was Paperback Writer, but it's not. So it's that uh, is not even in the top ten. I no. know because it was too good a song. Um. I'm gonna say two-word title. Day Tripper. Day Tripper is not even in the top ten. Really? No. Hey Jude, I guess. Hey Jude is absolutely number one. Yeah. I was just thinking to myself, oh, yeah, wait a second. What were, what were the alternating number one songs when I was growing up that were on, like, the top 100 or whatever? It was always either going to be Stairway to Heaven or Hey Jude. Yep. One of those would be on the top, depending which year. What was the first Beatles single released in the U.S.? The first Beatles single released in the U.S. would have been... Uh, and I'll go with, uh, you know, because... Okay, P.S. I Love You? P.S. I Love You is, uh, is, is not. No, P.S. I Love You... Uh, was number nine, the ninth, uh, oh. ninth release. That one was released in 1964. I'm looking for one released in February of 1963. P.S. I Love You uh, was was the B side to Love Me Do. Oh, is it okay? Sorry, I'm thinking of the wrong song. Um, yeah, because I knew Love Me Do wasn't released there, and it's not going to be I Want to Hold Your Hand. It's going to Want to Hold Your Hand was number four. Yeah, it's going to be. And, and the B side was I saw her standing there. Huh. So I'm taking those off the table. Okay. As well. Well, I saw her standing there. Was yeah, it was not a. Um, so that's only America that I saw her standing there. Would, would have been the B side. Uh, that's right. Well, I have said in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. We are clarifying this um, is the U.S. I'm gonna say uh, it was. Oh gosh, darn it! Why can't I remember the name of the song? So it's not P.S. I Love You. It's it's um. It's three words, and the B side is also three words. It's not. She loves you, is it? Was that? Nope. No, I didn't think so. She loves you is number three. That's yeah. B side. I'll get you. Yeah, because. Damn it! It's her second sing- single, which, which is why I can't remember it. I don't know because, um, darn it! There's a podcast called Completely Beatles. I think you would enjoy. It. <laughs> I would enjoy it. I should go back and give it a listen, obviously, because yeah. it's been if a while. If you want, I can tell it to you, or if you want to just keep guessing. Mm. This is a good time kill. <laughs> oh, I can't think of it. I just my mind. Please guessing. please me. Please please me, really? Yeah, 1963, February 1963. Oh, that's not what I was thinking at B-side all. B side is Ask Me Why. Huh. Those yeah, those came out on VJ or Swan Records or whatever. So well, let they were an actual Capital releases. Let me ask you this then. Sure. What Beatles album stayed on the charts in the U.S. the longest? Oh, I want to say Sgt. Pepper again. You are correct. Okay. <laughs> stayed up there for 176 weeks. Okay. And I got one more question for you. Okay. One more question. Sure. And I'm going to put this all for double or nothing. Oh, right. Move double it in. Double or nothing. Put all okay, the money in. Okay, put all the money in. All your Beatles bucks. Okay. All your, I got your Beatles boots. Yeah. Your Beatles Be- bucks. Yeah. Everything. All right. What is the most covered Beatles song? Most covered? Yesterday. Yesterday is absolutely. Come on. You, 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 uh, you went. It's been uh, covered an estimated uh uh, twenty five hundred times. Wow, that's a good song. And I mean, it's a it's a crowd pleaser, right? Yep. It's not their best song, but it's a. I can see why it was covered. That now many I'm going to ask you to just flip to any random section of this book and ask me a trivia question. Okay. As long as it's not about sports, uh, I will give it a shot. Any random section. You don't have to be something that I would get. Just randomly flick and just stop, and I'll I'll, I'll do my best. Okay. You can tell me the topic though. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> so what's number ten? It's, it this is most tuna. most common health disorders. And let me say this before you guess. 
it's not just physical health, it also is mental health disorders. What are the most common health disorders? This is in the world. Uh, would depression be number one? Yes, it would. Very good. Very good. Would you care to guess number two? Headache. Nope. What was number two? Alcohol abuse. Oh, okay. Good for alcohol abuse. Well, good luck, alcohol abuse. Hopefully you make it to number one next year. Um, and by the way, those Now, that's go, in males. Those, it's different for females. Those two go hand in hand. Oh, depression isn't number one for No, males. it's for de- number one for females, but number two is different for females. Oh, okay. Alcohol abuse. Uh, is it pills? Would it be a pill? It's not pills. No, it's, it's, it's related to um, nutrients in the body. Oh, okay. Uh, scurvy. Most women have scurvy. Nope. Most women do not have scurvy. Okay. They are women, so they have curvy. What's that? Osteoporosis? Uh, no, it's iron deficiency disorders. Is osteoporosis an iron deficiency? No, it's, no, it's a calcium. Really. It's yeah. calcium deficiency. Yeah. Where's osteoporosis fit in there? Is it uh, in there? Is it in the top 10 for women? Osteoarthritis is in here. Okay, yeah, I'll give it that. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll go okay. with that. That's that's for women. Sure. Um, By the way, uh, uh, B, B12 uh, sublingual supplements, Ah, they're easy to take. Okay. I was having a thing there where mine were a little low uh, this this year, so I've been taking them. And uh, the only thing about that is when you take the nice little uh, B12 uh, sublingual, uh, remember you took it because if ever then uh, you don't remember you took it, and then you look at your mouth and you go like, ah, I'm bleeding horribly. It's like, no, that's just the uh, vitamin. So um, men and women share the same third thing, which is age-related, something that happens as you get older. Okay. That is uh, hearing loss. Okay. What? <laughs> uh men at number four suffer from iron deficiency anemia okay then followed by chronic obstructive pulmonary disease so heart disease sure uh six is falls seven is schizophrenia now which is interesting is women have a higher incident of schizophrenia than men theirs is number six schizophrenia seems very high that seems very high it does, in disorders. Isn't it? what's what's that after schizophrenia uh for men traffic accidents okay now wait a second wouldn't you think that the incidence of traffic accidents would be higher than schizophrenia? Not Does necessarily. It? Really? There's a really interesting graphic uh, YouTube thing. And it it's, it does like, it starts off with like, you know, one in two. Like, like it goes like the amount, like for every 30 people, there'll be one of these. Mm-hmm. And for one in 20 people, uh, sociopaths, one in 20 Okay. That seems really, to me, that seems like a well, lot of sociopaths. Let's go with this. Dave, you and me. Um, no, wait a second. Is this fatal disorders or is this like just so this, disorders? This is most common health disorders, yeah. All right. Now, you and I, you and I yep. uh, you've been in a car accident. Yep. I've been hit by a car. Okay. So we're two for two here. Yeah. All right. Now, think of somebody you know, like anyone you know. Have they been in a car accident? Probably. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anyone I know that hasn't been in a car accident. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think of someone I know that has schizophrenia, and I know one person. Yeah. This is where this feels a little strange mm, to me, number okay. wise. Yeah, yeah. Is this like a like how bad a car accident are we talking? I mean, this about? is worldwide, so yeah. not everyone in the world drives. Okay. All right. So, you know. I'll give you that. Sure. Okay. That maybe. Um. Yeah. This says uh for that seems high. Schizophrenia: two point seven percent of the population. In the well, world. now don't you think more for than- women? Okay. But don't you think more than 2% of the population have been in traffic accidents? That seems very, very low for traffic accidents. Women women aren't even, traffic accidents aren't even in their top 10. Does that seem, okay, okay. I'm trying to think of a woman I know that hasn't been in a traffic accident. I can't off the top <laughs> of my head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not this, this wouldn't count for bump, for like little like bumps and stuff like that. This is for health disorders. This is for actual things that put you in a hospital. 
right? So it's not a fender bender. So would you count the the traffic accident you were in, which was a pretty major traffic accident, but you didn't go to no, the hospital. No, I didn't go to the hospital, so it wouldn't count. So that would not count. wouldn't count, okay, no. Okay, so we're no. talking We're talking like full major, full-on. Going on, to the hospital, yeah. permanent damage, driving off the ro- Driving off the road, hitting a okay, tree. Okay, all right. I'll yeah. give you that. All right. Let's yeah. uh, flick randomly through the book one more time and okay. we'll uh, – let me. I, why don't I do it and then I'll, 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 go for, I'll go for you. Or you can do it for me. It's fine. Okay, we'll do, I'll do one more than you can do okay, one. Go okay, go ahead. This is a top t- – um, no, it's not fun. Yeah. If it's all like horrific diseases that, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> no, not, uh, kill kill kittens or something, let's now do that. Okay, these are shows. This is, remember, this is from 2003. Okay. These are shows that up to that point had the largest TV audiences in the U.S. Okay, MASH. MASH special, yep, number one. Okay. That was uh, 50... 50,150,000 people watched it. I don't know what's, what soap opera it was, but The Wedding of Luke and Laura. Not in here. Uh, the Moon Landing. Think of a really famous sh- a show with a shooting. Who Shot JR on Dallas? So Dallas, number two. That's right. 41,470,000 41, people watched it. The Wedding of Luke and Laura feels like that. Uh... Not even in this list. Oh, my gosh. Huh. Okay. Uh... Number three is a pretty famous miniseries from the Roots. 70s. Yep, Roots. Chapter 8. Okay. Had uh, 36 million people watch it. Okay. When did Luke and Laura get married? Was that after 2003? I'm just, I'm looking, uh, yeah. Uh, they wed at the end of an hour-long show on uh, at 1981. The event was watched by 30 million viewers and remains the highest rated hour in American soap opera history. Soap opera. So that's, the the lowest one here is 34 million. So they're oh, just, they're just outside underneath. of, yeah. Just underneath. So unfortunately, the rest are kind of boring because they're like Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Yeah. Winter Olympics, Super Bowl. And then what's interesting, in 1976, Gone with the Wind Part 1 and Gone with the Wind Part 2. So I guess this was like the first time it was shown on TV for... Right. Uh, it had a viewing totals of almost 34 million. How about ABC's Orgy of the Stars? Orgy that of the... O- that only ran once. Orgy of the Stars was not... Did not get into this. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. That was very popular, though. Because it had to have existed. That's what oh, it says here. Oh, that's okay. I guess I just drank it. It says here, as an asterisk, says... Uh, TV show has to have existed, Ian, to be in this list. Oh, that's creepy. Though. Yeah, I know. It's that. weird that they knew Okay, all right. who the smart ass was. Okay, then here we go. We're going to do like, uh, we'll do one one more. This will be I'm sure we're going to do one more. Oh, we'll do uh, maybe, maybe one more. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. Hey, uh, uh, who's got the tallest church in the world? Who has the tallest church in the world? Yeah. Is that in terms of height of the church yeah. itself or height. A height? the height it's sitting at? Uh, well, I'll tell you, this one is 568 feet tall. I'll tell you that much. Hmm. And so it's a country, right? It is a... Well, it's... What do you mean it's a country? Like, it's in a country. You don't have to name, like, the city. You could name the country. Sure, I'll give you that. If you want to just name a country. Oh, it's in a city. Oh, okay. It's Sorry. in a city, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to say in uh, Barcelona. It is Chicago Methodist Temple. What the heck? Chicago. Yeah. Number three. It's my kind no- of town. Notre Dame. Oh. Notre Dame. Not anymore. Very good. The spire has fallen. Okay. Oh, what was this? Uh, this, 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 this one sounded a little sexy here. Uh, oh, I looked at objects of desire. Uh, okay. Uh, are you a, are you a fan of Emily Dickinson at all? I uh, don't no, really know her very well. All right. then. I, I mean, I admire her. No, then screw it. Screw it. Just, Why? What, what no, was the question? What was the question? It. Screw it. I mean, this What's the thing. most popular poem she ever wrote? Oh, I'm sorry. I wouldn't know that. Yeah, screw it is what I say. <laughs> I say forget it. All right, but how about this one? I'm not a poetry What's the most guy. popular poem in the world? Most popular poem in the world. In the world, Dave. The most popular poem in the world. Is it The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost? Uh, oh, wait. 
No, that was over. That was in a different one here. Uh-huh. Stop, uh, Robert. Fro- oh, was it? Is that uh, stopping by the woods on a snowy evening? No, it's not. But that, that's another good guess. Okay. Woods. Is that in there? Stopping by woods? Whose yeah, woods so are these? So is uh, mending wall by by Frost as well. Oh, but wow. no, that's from that's from his uh, collection north of Boston. Um, whose woods these are? I do not know. Uh, most popular. Gee whiz! Is it? Um, I'm going to take William Shakespeare off this list. Yeah, I didn't think that that would... though he though he is on there with Shall I Compare These to a Summer's that Day? That seems like a popular one for yeah. sure. Let's guess the fabulous poem Trees. Who did Trees? I don't know. Well, no. <laughs> it is. Do not go gentle into that good night. Oh, okay. Number two, the tiger. Number three is another animal. The tiger, the William Blake poem? Tiger, 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 tiger burning, burning bright. bright. In the forest of the night. What fearful hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? All right, smartass. Uh, <laughs> uh, the next one is uh, is also about an animal. It's oh. also a the blank. Okay. What would you think this one would be? The camelopard. I'll tell you this much. Uh, the Simpsons did it. Oh, did they? Yeah. Does that help you at all? Nope. Okay. The raven. Ah, the raven. That's right. Yeah. Should have known that. And number five Quoth is the raven. a fictional animal. Oh, the unicorn. Jabberwocky. Oh, of course it did. Now I'm going to ask you another musician one because, you know. Sly, was it Slyly bore the, oh, I can't remember how it goes now. What's that? The poem, the Jabberwocky. Beware the Jabberwock, my son. Who's the group with the most platinum albums in the U.S.? The group with the most platinum albums in the U.S. Yep. That is going to be ABBA. ABBA is incorrect. Oh. If you were looking for groups being with the letter A, I would have gone with ACDC, Aerosmith, <laughs> or Alabama. But I'm going to take those off the list right now. Oh. Group with the most platinum albums in the U.S. Group with the most platinum albums in the U.S. Let me also take off this list a band that you have berated on this show. Who's that? Well, what band have you put down on this show more than any other band? Have you listened to our show? Have you listened to you? Oh, the Eagles. Yes, number two. <laughs> they have had 83. But really? The band in question has 102 platinum albums. How could they have 102 platinum albums? More than yeah. Led Zeppelin, who has 78. More than ACDC. Is it Rolling Stones? 62. No, the Rolling Stones aren't even on the list. What? Really? Yeah, Alabama is the lowest on the list, was 43. Um, 102 who albums. Who is this band that has? Who is this band? The most platinum in the U.S., Dave. It's also the group with the most gold album. Uh. I hope so. Um, are they like a modern band? Or are they no, sir? They are not. They're not a modern band. No, sir. They no longer exist. They no longer no longer exist. This band no longer exists. It no longer tour because it yeah. no longer exists. Yeah, they have all these. Uh... They do. They have one hundred and two platinum albums. Is it Chicago? No, they're not even on the list. Jeez, who is it? Well, go. Uh, it goes up from Alabama, Fleetwood Mac, U two, Van Halen, Pink Floyd, Aerosmith, ACDC, Led Zeppelin, uh, Eagles, and then of course. The Beatles. I didn't think the Beatles would be on there that way. Yeah. That's funny. I, I should have you. guessed the Beatles. So dumb of me. I always feels like the. I don't one... think you're a Beatles fan. I am. I'm a just going to say from everything that we've been doing on this, <laughs> I do not. I got think... some right. Mm, I don't know. I got some. I don't right. know if this story checks out. I got some of them right. I couldn't be more disappointed. Okay, great. Oh, you already did this one. Forget it. The Great Brain. No. Is it Great Brain books? It is not. Great Brain Strikes Again. It's not great. Me and my little brain. Not the, all books not, in the Great Brain series. Not great. Trial of the Great Brain <laughs> um, it was uh, played by uh, Jimmy uh, Osmond in the uh, movie The Great Brain. So in two thousand three, what country in the world bought the most books? What country in the world bought the most books? Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. This all right now. I, hey, listen, what I want to say. Yeah. I want to say America, but I want to say that they bought a bunch of shitty books. I want to say like. 
that they got like a but then uh, but then again we're not we're not yet into your and I'm not saying Harry Potter is a shitty book but we're not into our Fifty Shades of Grey period we're not into any of that stuff where like there was a big resurgence of people buying books now we could also be talking about Harlequin romances if we do holy cow I would go with America uh, I'm gonna go with America that is number five on the list okay would it be um, Spain Spain is not on the list okay think about a country. I mean, England is, of course, what what you would think. You think about the UK. That would be thinking like they're very literate. But uh, books, books, books. Oh wait, 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 wait. Hold it, hold, 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 yeah. hold, 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 hold it. Uh, it's is it per capita or just straight numbers? Straight numbers. Uh, this is per capita. Per capita. Yeah. Japan. That's right. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. UK is number nine. Yeah. Canada not on the list, but but we have a small population. Sure. Uh. That was good. Very good. Very well done. Well done, sir. All right. Let me give me one more and then I'll read a letter. I do believe that you are a Beatles fan. Um, what would be the most popular Beatles movie, would you say? Think it was A Hard Day's Night? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they ever topped that one. No, no. Okay. I mean, it's not my favorite, but I don't think. I think in terms Which of. Which one is your favorite Beatles movie? Uh, Let It Be. Okay. It's just the most Beatly. Okay. It's like the most true to the Beatles right. movie. Like, I like Hard Day's Night, but it's someone else's interpretation of who the Beatles were. The Beatles acting in those roles. One thing you got to give the Beatles movies is, and we're now branching into completely Beatles, <laughs> yeah. is uh, each one of them was a very different movie. Yeah, you're like, right. Could yeah. not be more different. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So good on them for that. For sure. Yeah. They didn't like to repeat themselves. That's That was very good. So um, let me just find one more thing here for sure. you. Um, this question is, um, just trying to look at the most... Uh, Okay, artists with the most work sold for more than $1 million. Van Gogh. Van Gogh is number 10 on this list of 10. So good guess. Okay, so artists with the most works yeah. sold for Monet. Monet uh, is number two. Very good. Mm. Okay. I just want to say one thing about this artist. No one ever called him an asshole. Okay, that no way helps me. No one ever <laughs> called him an asshole. It's a song. Okay. Picasso? You said it. Okay. No one ever called Pablo Picasso an asshole. I was just trying to think what would rhyme with asshole. It's a Jonathan Richmond song. Yes, he has sold 298 works over a million dollars each. Who sold the least amount of art? <laughs> I don't think that. Let me see if it's in here. I don't think that's where they go with their things. Uh, 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 nope. Nope. They're all best, most, biggest, most expensive, most expensive, most expensive photographs. Looking, looking, looking. See, this is old because Cindy Sherman sold for $3 million and, and that is not on this list. One of her untitled movie stills sold for $3 million, which is crazy. Okay, one, one more question for you. Okay. Then you can do the letters. Okay? Okay. All right. Here we go. Top 10. Top 10. Hit me. Nicolas Cage films. Like, are these uh, the best? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Con Air. Con Air is number four. All right. Now, this is the... Uh, highest grossing? Yes, I think so. Nick Cage movies? Yeah. Uh, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Okay, it has to be after before 2003. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. Jeez. Uh, Wild at Heart. Not on the list. Moonstruck. Number nine. Raising Arizona. Not on the list. Oh, this is tough. Uh, I don't think Valley, Valley Girl did that well. Um, think Terrible Car Chase. Number gone in uh, 60 seconds? That is number three. Now, this movie has a terrible car chase. One of the worst cars. One of the worst cars. No, that's a great car chase. Okay. Uh, car chase. What kind of thing is that to say? Terrible car chase. Oh, 
I'm blanking on this one. You gotta, you gotta, I gotta turn over all the cards. Okay, I'm gonna give you another, another clue. Okay. Co-star, co-star, Sean Connery. Oh, The Rock. Yes. Okay, very good. Thank you. I wasn't, I didn't think The Rock was, uh, before 2003. I thought The Rock was after 2003. No, it was before 2003. There, there uh, was my mistake. Co-star, John Travolta is number two. Oh, a face-off. Yes. 1997. Get his face. The off. Rock was, The Rock was 1996. Yeah. We watched Moonstruck the other day, I think, as I mentioned yeah, on the show did. before, yeah. and uh, yeah. so good. My hand! Number seven, mm-hmm. Snake Eyes, the Brian De Palma film, which surprises me. I, th- I thought that was a flopperoo. Yeah, had some good scenes in it. Sure did. Did it hold together? Oh, wow. It held together like a, it held together like a Robert, uh, sorry, like a Brian De Palma film. Not very well. All right. Well, that was fun, everyone. We, well, gonna... we have this book here. We'll keep it here. All right. For I'm going more... to flip, flip uh, over to our uh, flip flap, please. Listener mail uh, today, and uh, mail we get mail we get lots and lots of mail. Eh, so 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 this time. Uh, last time uh, we asked. Uh, is that a, is that a reference to the quality of it or the amount? This is a this is a this is a good question. Oh well. Uh, so Louise, uh, our friend Louise, writes us and says, Louise. "Hope you had a happy birthday, Dave. Did you?" I had a very good birthday. Thank okay, you. very good. Uh, I also like to celebrate my birthday with a dinner out with close family, as you do, mm-hmm. followed by cake at home made by my mom. Oh, that's very nice. There you go. I usually opt for a carrot cake with cream cheese frosting. Love carrot cake. I had carrot cake, uh, not for my birthday, but I had it during the week. Have you ever made carrot cake? Never have. I never have either. Something I should try, actually. Sounds like an interesting challenge. Mm. I made brownies for the first time the other day, and uh, they worked out very well. Um, it's because they were hash brownies and you have no idea how they tasted. Yeah. I, you know what? The first, yeah. Okay. I have had those, um, <laughs> with a, with a celebrity's, uh, sibling. Oh, sometimes we'll also with see U- with Una Chaplin. What's that? With Una Chaplin. Hey? Yes, that was it. <laughs> I was going to go, which Una? <laughs> I'm going to call you Una A and I'm going to call you Una C. That's right. Uh, Louise continues. Sometimes we'll also see a player movie. Uh, I enjoy going to other people's birthday parties, but I don't like being the center of attention. For me, the time where you're sitting there while everyone sings happy birthday is the longest 20 seconds of the year. It's also so expensive because you have to pay the the rights for it. You don't anymore. What? I've been paying them all this time. Yep. And we talked about what you do when you have a cold because Dave had a terrible cold last last weekend. That's true. You're feeling better now? I am. Made a birthday wish to get rid of your cold. I added lime. You added lime? Yeah. To the coronavirus thumb joke that's going around. Okay. You put the lime in the corona? And Co- lime in the coconut. Okay. Shook it all about. Uh, and, uh, I said, doctor. I said, what, anyway, is there go. nothing you can take? There's nothing you can take. Yeah. One of my favorite versions of that is the Muppets. They did a nice version Okay. Of that. I'll, just, I'll watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, let me get this straight. Um, <laughs> Louise continues. When I have a cold, I like to make myself a hot beverage. Then I hold the cup under my nose and inhale the vapor for a while. Then, between sips, I hold the side of the mug to my face to ease the pain of plug sinuses. Oh. I'll take cold medication, both the non-drowsy daytime yeah. and the drowsy nighttime kind. The trick mm-hmm. is knowing what time of day to switch over so you can fall asleep when you want to. This That's sounds like what old rock and rollers would have done in the 60s. Yeah. Like, you got to take your uppers, you got to take your downers. Exactly you got to right. time it just time right. It. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you've ruined Woodstock. I think what you're trying to say is that all rock and rollers. But uh, I just want to say my my technique for getting rid of a cold is I do absolutely nothing. I neither take any medicine, nor do I particularly well. I do nothing. I just wait it out. I go, okay. this will this will this will pass. 
couple of days from now, I will no longer have a runny nose. I do. I do enjoy a hot bath. Okay. That's nice. Don't like baths? I like them because you can also read in the tub, and I enjoy mm. doing that. I can um, read in the chair. I think I can say read in the shower. Oh, that <laughs> sounds like a terrible idea. That's that's a lie. No, I don't read in the shower. And the uh, again, I was uh, I was just on the um, uh, Talking Simpsons podcast. Yeah, and, uh, you mentioned that one of the co-hosts dropping the, dropping was uh, had a cold, much oh. a Dave-like cold. Yeah, and I gave them the uh, suggestion, which they went ugh to uh of uh what the old-timey singers used to do okay this is like a sammy davis sure. jr heat up some milk all right what's your what's your one heat up some milk go yeah. ahead add some lemon all right to the milk and then uh put uh, some put some honey in it put the lime in the coconut okay. <laughs> shake the boat then throw the coconut drink the honey lemon warm milk thing gargle it spit it back out mm-hmm. drink it again ew but like a different one. It's like it's a vaccine. Okay. Because now you've infected it with what was in your throat. Oh my god! So when you put it What's back in your mouth, with you? this is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> you spit it out. I into... regret this whole episode now. <laughs> What's happening? And to top it off, you have a spaghetti sandwich. This is why you get sick. Um, <laughs> actually, when I was a, when I was a, a kid, my my grandmother. Yeah. Would give us warm milk and whiskey, uh, which was the worst thing I'd ever had in my life. Okay, like just warm milk alone is is not so great. Yeah, and then you throw in whiskey, and she's like, "Drink it up!" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" But here's what the old timey singers sure. What did they do? Used to do was uh, it would be room temperature Coca Cola. Oh, that's right, room temperature Coca Cola. So you have sure. that, let it go nice and flat. Yeah, and you take that and you just drink it, drink it slow, and it coats the throat, mm. and it gets you going for like. Three hours that you can sing, you can do whatever you want. Now, look, you're paying for it that night. Okay. That night, your throat's going to go like, you son of a bitch, I'll <laughs> fucking kill you. But it's okay. But, like, if you need to, like, do a presentation or go to work or yeah. not cough yourself uh, like crazy on a plane and make people think that you're uh, going to infect them all, then that's that's a good thing to do. Or Ooh. say you've got a podcast to do for, yeah. like, you know, yeah. two, two and a half hours or so. Huh. so uh, yeah. So that's the old Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, trick, flat cola. Make it happen. So the hosts of this uh, show that you're on, this podcast, Talking Simpsons. Yes. Which, by the way, I've also been on. Oh, braggy, braggy. Uh, how many times have you been on? Because uh, I've t- been on twice. So eight, how many times eight have you times, been on? Eight times. Oh, you're on eight? Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess you wouldn't mind telling me what episodes of The Simpsons you talked about. Go ahead. What were the episodes oh, well, you talked about? I'll tell you about? later. What, what, were they? what were they? I'll tell you later. Okay. Monorail. I'll tell you later, though. Okay. The uh, bomb shelter one. I'll tell you later, though. Okay. The uh, family. Uh, Bart gets a new lucky red hat. No, not that one. The one where they go to the uh, family therapist. Okay, sure. And um, oh yeah, I'm at three. <laughs> By the way, do so I know eight so Simpson episodes? I was doing an episode from the first <laughs> season, and there it is weird how much uh, there's things in there that they they it look like we're going to be things that never were things mm. like Bart's lucky red hat. Okay. Oh, we all fell in love with that lucky red hat. The amount of people that lucky red hat like nowadays hats aren't lucky red yeah. hats yeah. at all uh but it's like yeah boy bart you'll never see him without a lucky red hat ever again yep uh then and then he washed it with uh, homer's clothes gave him a pink shirt he met michael jackson and now that episode isn't on the uh, air anymore so i guess maybe the hat uh took a trip uh with that episode oh that's right it's not even on disney plus no it is not on disney plus anymore no. is it on disney plus the french version uh i do not think so so you're the host of the show that you're on Talking Simpsons. I'm the host. No, the hosts of the show that you're on. There are two hosts. Yes, there was called that. It's called Talking Simpsons. Yeah, uh, Bob and Henry. They didn't appreciate your suggestion of uh, flat coke. Uh, I, I believe Bob's reaction was yuck. <laughs> Why? To which, well, no, it is. I yuck. mean, it is yucky. It is actually. I I don't mind a flat soda. 
But wow. my kind of take on that was, uh, yeah, it's medicine. Yeah, yeah. Medicine is yuck. Sure. You know what's gross? Uh, curing a disease. That's gross. Uh, anything is gross. Cough syrup is gross. Everything <laughs> gross is gross. gross. cure a disease. Yeah. Like if it's something delicious, it's probably not going to make your disease go away. Except yeah. maybe like an orange, a nice delicious orange. Oranges are good. That might help. Not much, but. You yeah. know, but, uh, you know, if you, if you don't want my advice on that, that's absolutely fine. You know, uh, or, you know, just go suck a lemon. And I mean that in a good way, because it's vitamin C, and it'll probably help your throat. <laughs> and also go suck a lemon. Yeah. All right. Is that the end of uh, Louise's letter? That was the end of Louise's letter. Thank well, you, Louise. Thank you, Louise. That was uh, very enlightening. Thank you very much. And tell me what you think of uh, Emma when you go see it, because I know you will. Mm. Maybe I'll see if Louise wants to see it with uh, me and my wife. Uh, we'll go see uh, oh. Chad. Maybe my, my sister-in-law will. going to make it all about you, hey? Yeah, that's, that's what it is, because you can't spell Emma without me. <laughs> that's true. You can't. Or Ma. Mm-hmm. I can't for the life of me remember which was of us is hosting this episode. Me! Okay. <laughs> what is a book yeah. that you like out there uh, that uh, has not been adapted that you think should be adapted? Oh, wow. That's my question to you. I have talked week. about that before. But, uh, have you? Have we talked about it on this show? Yep. Have we made it a question of the week? We have never made it a question of the week. We've never invited listeners to, to answer that question. That's my, that's my invitation. So, listeners... Here's your chance to think of a book that you love that has never been made into a film that you think would make a wonderful film. Yeah. I have my own thoughts on that. Okay. But I'm gonna, we'll talk about it next week because I, I don't want to take away books from the field. Second thing. Second I'm thing. throw this out there unless sure. you've got another one. Is, uh, it's the same with the first. What, what is, book would you like to see adapted into a movie? Much like my Coca-Cola uh, advice, what is good advice that yeah. you give people yeah. that they don't take? Oh, What's that's all advice. Good advice that no one takes. It's all advice. I'll, I'll make. I'll make this one. This is a suggestion I always make for people who are doing comic books. Yeah, this is my advice. Sure. Is uh, so. Say you're doing a 22 page comic. 22 pages. Okay. Okay. Start with the pages that are in the middle. Okay. Start drawing those. Yeah. And then work your way out. And here's what you're going to do. Yeah. You're going to get better with the characters and better at the art. Uh, by the time you get to the uh, last pages you draw, and mm. those pages will be the first page and the final page. Okay. And so it will start with your second best page. Yeah. It will end with your best page. Whereas if you do it the other way, you're going to start with your first page, be learning, and then it'll end. It'll end all right, but you'll uh, then regret like the beginning. But if your if your pages that are the weakest are in the middle, yeah. Ah, uh, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be fine with that. It's gonna be fine because it just like starts strong, ends strong, and that's all people are gonna remember. So if you're doing a comic, especially a one shot, draw the middle pages first. No one ever does this. Yeah. No one ever does this, but uh, but do that. That's my. <laughs> you advice. recommend it. So yeah, the two questions are. Uh, that's true. I would have a hard time doing it that way. Everyone does, that. but it's the most logical way of doing it, it. It does make sense. It will give you the best results. At the same time. You could just like quickly redraw the first page. That's the problem. You're going to have to now redraw the first page. Yeah. That's what I had to do the first time I did uh, my comic book Eye. Yeah. Uh, or Squares. Like Squares, I, I started. And then by the time I got to the end, the characters were off model <laughs> in the beginning. And I had to go back and I had to uh, take out the first five pages, okay. redraw them, yeah. and sync them up. And that's where I went like, oh, I should have started with the middle. And then work your way out to the sides. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I just, oh, it's just way, to me. That's also, I think, how you should shoot a movie. Start in the middle. Yeah. Shoot your shoot your middle scenes 
first, especially if you're a first time filmmaker. Yeah. And then as you're working your way out with the, of course, you know, you have to be able to get your locations or whatever, but if yeah. you have the opportunity, some, by the time you've yeah. really figured out character and your chops and you know what you're doing, you got a good relationship with your actors and, and your crew, then you're shooting your last scene and you're shooting your first scene and the movie's going to top and tail be great. Yeah. So do that. And again, you won't. No one does. <laughs> and so that's why our question is, what's good advice to give people that no one ever takes? Yeah. Okay. That's good. Right. And the other, the other thing, of course, is what's a... Something that, you, that has not been adapted that you think should be adapted that you think would make a good movie or television show or video game or manga, whatever. whatever. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we've been talking about Dave's birthday. <laughs> yeah, we have sorry, been talking I, about... Sorry, I monopolized the show. It's okay. We have been talking about Emma. We have been talking um, uh, about so many, so many things. And we've been uh, killing time with trivia. Because, <laughs> listen, we can't fill it all with gold. No. Uh, if you would like to write to us, we would love to hear from you, especially if you're ask, answering our questions. But, you know, or, you know, just shoot the shit. Uh, go to sneakydragon.com. That is where we have all of our episodes, not just of this show, but of past shows and past podcasts we've done about things like the Beatles. We did completely Beatles. That was back when Dave knew something about the Beatles. <laughs> no longer does. We also did a podcast about the Marx Brothers. We did a podcast about... Tintin, just look up in the corner. Uh, they'll all, they're all there. And much like this one, there's a message board underneath each episode, and that's where you can comment on it. And we'll probably end up reading what you say out loud if you do that. Uh, you can also go to our Facebook page, which is uh, Sneaky Dragon on Facebook, or Twitter, Sneaky underscore Dragon, Tumblr, SneakyDragon.tumblr.com, or if you like to do email, and why not, SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. That is SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. Here's one more thing. Dave mentioned going to What's Up Hot Dog. If you go to What's Up Hot Dog, if you eat three hot dogs in one setting. Uh, <laughs> one we, sitting. One sitting or setting. Both are true. And you, uh, you, we will believe you if you say you did. But, you know, don't, don't lie to us. Uh, we'll give you a random shirt. Will it be in your size? No. Will it be the shirt you want? No. We just happen to have some randos yeah. here. Uh, we'll give you a rando shirt. I'm like, yeah. well, what am I going to do with that? And I, here's what I say to you. Make a pillowcase. Sure, you make a pillowcase. Make a pillowcase. Yeah. Make a shirt for your cat. Yeah. Uh, make a hot dog bib. That's right. Uh, do you wash your car? Uh, you rub it with that. Sure. And then when people are going like, what are you washing your car with? You go like, Sneaky Dragon. It's a podcast to listen to. <laughs> like, oh, that's nice. And that's advertising for us. We appreciate that. Yep. So or maybe it'll fit you perfectly. And, you know, that's God's way of saying you are a chosen one. Yeah, exactly. That's how it's done. Yeah. Good. Dave is starting to fall asleep. How can you tell? Uh, because your eyes are going flitty, flitty. <laughs> it's very similar to my cat. Uh, my cat uh, is uh, is falling asleep and you're about to fall asleep on my lap. And so uh, let's Just get like you. Just like me. But my cat doesn't have to drive home after this, so we're going to wrap it up. That's true. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Ian. I've been David. And we appreciate your kind attention. We've been Sneaky Dragon. Talk to you again soon. Happy birthday to Dave. Happy birthday to Dave. Happy birthday to Dave. We don't pay for this song. <laughs> <laughs>